0: Hello there, and welcome to episode thirty-four of Unknown Regions podcast. I am your host Michelle, and with me, as always, is your other host, my real son, genetically speaking, <laughs> Colin.
1: Hello, <laughs> hello. Happy Mother's Day.
0: It is, in fact, Mother's Day to 20- twenty twenty-one. Yeah, uh, you might not be listening to this on Mother's Day. In fact, you will not be because there's no way this is posting That's okay. up today. Podcasts
1: do that all the time, but
0: but as a special treat. A special Mother's Day treat for me. We are being joined by Brandon Boylan from Clashing Sabers Network, my space Sun. Hello.
2: General Kenobi. Oh. (laughs) A man of culture. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't plan this. What's going on,
1: guys?
0: This was not in the plans for like, oh, let's have a Mother's Day fiesta with real sun and space sun. (sighs) It just worked out this way, which means it was fate, which means everything should go perfectly technologically speaking
2: pretty sure yeah okay i got it michelle no you can't say that out loud yeah sure you You don't say these things out loud
1: i'm sorry that's your bad
0: you know what as it was coming out of my mouth i was like i shouldn't say that but
2: (laughs) that's about half of what i say i'm just like stop saying words (laughs) well we are very excited to have you and see you again i haven't talked to you
0: and actually i mean we like occasionally are like how you doing i'm alive me too cool that's about it lately
2: yeah so good to see you a couple months
0: yes it kind of has been um and now we have a new star wars series just dropping out of the sky seemingly it felt like sort of kind of out of nowhere on May oh we had may the fourth last week that's a current event i guess we had may the fourth um did you buy anything good Did you do anything fun?
2: I bought way too many Ahsoka shirts. Did you? Yeah. So I now have enough to wear an Ahsoka shirt every day, which is pretty dope. Wow. Uh, Did you get a T-Turtle one? Because those were cute. Yes, those are the ones I got. Oh. And I got my dog Buzz and Ahsoka (laughs) collar and uh, leash. So yeah.
0: Stop.
2: All in. I went all in. Um,
0: We're going to need to see pictures of Buzz in his finery. I know.
2: (laughs) The shirts, some of the shirts were too big, so I have to, like, exchange some of them. And then I bought a collar for him, and normally my wife will be like, oh, no, get up. She always says up a size from what I want. want to get i'm like that's too big so they always end up sliding off of him and stuff like that so i was like i'm gonna go down a size so i got a medium like an idiot and of course like it can barely fit around his (laughs) neck at all so whoops uh, i've got to return that but pictures will come once we're all done
0: brandon i know we haven't been talking a lot lately but take it from space mom always do what brooke says just 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 do it just listen to brooke (laughs) do what she says She's probably going to be right.
2: But see, then I would have to tell her I'm buying all of these things <laughs> that I don't need.
0: <sighs> so you just make a hypothetical. Just be like, hey, we hey Brooke, this. you know, if in the future, maybe, I don't know, you know, next year <laughs> or something, if I wanted to buy him yeah. a t-shirt, what what size would you think of, you know?
2: You know what I did find out is that kids' shirts fit great on dogs. Really? So, um, hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I have a problem now. I bought him a st- new Star Wars shirt <laughs> for May the Fourth. Oh
1: yeah, uh, yeah.
0: He deserves so, it.
1: He does.
2: He, he
0: deserves does. A boy. to have all the clothes and cute outfits for every day.
2: He's- he gets. Everybody loves when he comes to school with his shirts on. They're like,
0: "Oh, look at him in his shirt!" Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, they don't make Star Wars shirts bird sized. Otherwise, Snips would have shirts. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Could you imagine like getting the wing through the little <laughs> sleeve? Believe it or, <laughs> or not,
0: they make costumes for parakeets. I've seen them online. It's just that he,
2: there's got to be an Etsy store somewhere.
0: He would. He doesn't even allow us to touch him physically. Anyway, right? Just I mean, you put a finger near him, and he acts like you're trying to break his neck. That's hilarious. So there's no way we're getting clothes on him. There's no. We gotta start way. calling
1: the bird the the could c- what is the bird
3: convor
1: convor we gotta start calling the convor space snips space snips he really he really <laughs> does look like space snips yeah
0: um well i bought i bought some stuff i mean uh, that's a given i got those mugs <laughs> i got those mugs those starbucks yeah. mugs had to get those
1: should i give you your mother's day presents on air
0: no you <laughs> shouldn't because i'm scared oh man <laughs> but i crazy they got to me in Two days. I got those mugs yeah. on May 6th. And none of them were broken this year, which is always a good thing. That's great. Because one of them was broken last year. Because they decided to just send mugs with no packing. Uh, it, it was ridiculous. Um, so, mugs intact. couple of pins. A couple of art prints. You know, the usual. That's about it. Colin, I didn't get you. Oh, no, I did get you something. <laughs> I got him the uh, Bad oh, yeah. Batch magic band from disney
1: mm-hmm. nice i got um, the drip iced iced out and
0: i gave it to him before he had even seen it and i felt like you don't deserve this but
1: <laughs> i very much do i am be the only one who deserves that
0: <laughs> you are but you're the clone guy My ride so... or dies
1: have been the clone since i was six I years old
0: i know and i just assumed after i saw it oh he's gonna love this and i got yeah. it it's pretty good band. okay so let's get into the bad batch Season one, episode one,
1: mm-hmm.
0: titled Aftermath. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, immediately. Yeah, okay, we're dealing with Order 66, obviously. Yeah. Um, but before, okay, before anything else, that opener, did you screech a little? I screeched a little. See,
2: I, What? Are, are, which part are we talking about? Are we talking about when it, like, like changes from Clone Wars to Bad Batch? Yeah.
0: I'm talking about, actually, before that, when it was, like, oh, oh, Grievous, Grievous. Yeah.
2: Bucket oh yeah all the different chopper yeah there was uh bo-katan, Bo-Katan was on there. i know that was pretty cool that's what made yeah, me yeah.
0: screech i was yeah primed obviously. to screech before that but then when i saw her i really screeched
1: when they showed grievous first i was standing already i was out of my couch <laughs> when i saw grievous. He,
0: was, he was like what <laughs> he's also a grievous person yeah, so bro.
2: oh trust me i stand grievous oh yeah Definitely I, coolest character. I just
0: bought Grievous earrings, and Colin says uh, I don't deserve them because I don't love him enough. But not enough. I won't be gate kept. Sorry.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I <laughs> will not be gate kept. I come home for the weekend, Mom. You don't deserve those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're so cute, though. I can't wait to wear them. Um. Anyway, yeah. That yeah, that print. Cool. But yeah. Then the um. That the way that title card burned away.
2: Yeah, I like that because it was like we're not hiding the fact that this is a Clone Wars spin off. Right. Like we're not. We're not gonna ignore that fact and that connection that's there, but this is also something that's new, which was pretty cool.
0: And it was just hella cool.
2: Yeah. A visual
0: looks- visually oh, yeah. wise. Um Okay, yeah. So the title Aftermath, I don't know about you, but immediately my heart sank, like, damn it. Are we really gonna start and then it's <laughs> and then it's like and there's Deppa, oh my God.
1: It's over. Yeah.
2: This is going to well, be it,
0: suffering, and for I don't even know how long we're going to suffer it, through this. It,
2: it was interesting because, like, immediately I go, Aftermath, like, there's three books with the title Aftermath. Yeah. Like, you couldn't True. have picked something out. The SEO so... isn't
1: great, I think, for this episode title, personally.
2: Yeah.
0: See, I'm not I'm not the book person. That didn't even cross my mind, but... It's, such, it's right? just such a
1: buzzword. I don't know. I like, Oh, The number of times I've heard the word Aftermath in... Star Wars lingo. It's like I don't know.
0: Well, I was happily ignorant. I I like. I was. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) None of that occurred to me. I was just like, we're gonna suffer now. We're gonna have to watch Order sixty six for the twenty million. Oh, I love watching it, man. I don't. It hurts.
2: You know what I was thinking about, like. What's really interesting about seeing Order 66 from such different angles is like we have these cultural moments, these cultural tragedies that like reshape entire societies in like a matter of days. You know, Mm. you think like September 11th, Mm -hmm. the uh, JFK assassination, like you didn't have to be there to be affected by those events in some way. Like everybody was touched by it in some way. So I like that we're getting these different angles of yes we're getting very similar stories uh, you know between the jedi being killed and here's a jedi surviving and here's some clones who survived but don't have the chip in their head but it's like they all are coming at this different and to me that's a very validating thing of like we can all have the same thing happen to us or around us in our culture and everything can shift but that doesn't mean we're stuck in some particular identity that we have to fit in with um you know, we still have to have that individuality and stuff.
0: That is a very good point. I agree with everything you just said. It's, it's the different perspectives is really fascinating. Yeah, it's fascinating. But also, ouch, like uh, how many, yeah, ou- uh, how many ouchies do I have to endure?
2: I mean, <laughs> honestly, after season seven, and I was, I just, I've become callous toward it because that hurts so bad. I just Ugh. had to put a pr- protective shield over my soul. I think, yeah,
1: the most messed up experience of Order 66... Well, okay, I was exposed to it not... Well, okay, I probably saw Episode 3 before I played Star Wars Battlefront 2, but Star Wars Battlefront 2 was the thing that got me to understand and to empathize with... If we're talking specifically about the clones, which this is, you know, Bad Batch, so we're talking about Mm -hmm. clones, Mm -hmm. Battlefront 2, the story mode when you're a clone and you go through order 66 as a clone, like your guy literally switches gears and you just start killing Jedi in the Coruscant on temple. It's messed up. What? Yeah. It's like, seriously, I as let a kid, you play
0: this as like a 10 year, <laughs> like seven year old or something. Right.
1: Yeah. I, but that, yeah, I mean, it was really, it's a great story. You, you play as a clone wow. and you do missions and then.
0: I'm sure you've told me this before, but I can't keep all the games straight in my head since I don't oh, play yeah. games. But that is that is messed up. I didn't yeah. realize. You had to, Whoa. like...
1: But it was so cool. Like, you walk in during... The, like, in... You know that shot of Anakin walking up the stairs with mm-hmm. the clones in, like, region yeah. formation? You're basically right at the doorway of that. And then you go in, and you just... It's rough. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. But then the other one... The other perspective that I think is very cool is the Cal Kestis perspective, which I read about, like, how... I don't know, the, the feeling I got watching this perspective was the feeling I had watching the Calcast one because you're just training and then all of a sudden, boom, it just happens. I like how abrupt it is. It's cool how, like Brendan says, right? Like all these things can happen really abruptly that shift cultural direction. This is a really cool Star Wars Star Wars Ian interpretation of something like that. Um, and I just like that it's from so many different perspectives. I think from a storytelling perspective, genius. Like, yeah, kind of genius. Yeah,
0: I mean it is. It is. Yeah. It's it's fascinating AF. It I, is. I can't say it's not. But sad. But boy. when I saw the <laughs> Balaba, I was like, "You are kidding me, right now." You didn't <laughs> see it though. <laughs> you didn't see it though. No, I saw her. When I saw oh. her.
2: Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: I'm like, I, like
2: you know what's gonna uh, happen. Of course. It, of course. It did it hurt a lot knowing like what her last words were gonna be already? You know, like. When you hear it, you're like, oh, my God, it's over. Like, you know when she's about to die. Because Kanan has already told us the last words his master said to him in season one of Rebels is run. So she says run, and you're like, oh, it's about to happen. And it doesn't. And then it's run, Caleb. And oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it hurts so Baby good. Caleb. Oh, yeah, dude. So okay, can we talk for a second about how terrible... That animation for, for Kanan is, and the voice, it just... I'm sorry, that's the one thing I cannot get over for, for this episode. Like, mm-hmm. to me, the animation, I know, like, they had it in Season 7 of Clone Wars briefly, but that wasn't enough time to really, like, digest it. It doesn't look, to me, anything like Kanan, and also... The clearly, having Freddie Prince Jr. do the voice, yeah. and not being able to, like, bring the voice down it's just i'm like come on guys we're a multi-billion dollar company we c-
0: we can't figure that out yeah i really thought <clears throat> when you know once i realized okay he's gonna be on this i i assumed like okay they're gonna digitally mess with his voice and bring it down to where i don't know how old is he supposed so to be in that up, around right? like 16 uh, around 12 oh younger than that oh yeah i thought he was 12, more 13, like, i think he came off as much older obviously cuz yeah. that voice was Lower. I took him
1: as in his 20s. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh, 20s? Yeah, I mean, oh, okay. that
1: voice. It was, I mean, Brandon's right. I, I, Like, I was I was kind of misled by the, It took me out of it a little bit, but I'm sorry to hear Brandon was taken out of it completely by that. That's unfortunate. Well, it's
2: it's kind of like when, you know when uh, the, the video on your TV and the audio are off by just a little bit? Yeah. So, like, they're talking before you hear the words or vice yes. versa. That's what it felt like every time uh. he was on screen. Like, it wasn't that, but there was that dissociation where yeah. you go like, I can't even watch the show now because I'm thinking so much about the production. And I just couldn't stop thinking, like, I love bringing back, you know, the voice actors and everything like that. But also, like, Freddie Prince Jr. has a really deep voice. Was that the best thing to do to bring him back where you could have brought somebody oh. who, you know, is trained? You know, because you see James Arnold Taylor, for example. Yeah. He can take, you know— one person and say this is you know robert de niro you know uh in a vacuum or whatever like he right. can make up these weird things where he can mess with the voice because that's what he does and so uh, i mean again that's my major quip if i wasn't such a big rebels fan i probably wouldn't have even thought too much about it but for sure well i
1: agree and i'm not a diehard rebels fan so
0: i was i i don't know why it didn't bother, you're just oblivious it didn't bother just, me at all i was on. like ah. Junior this that's amazing. Oh, my God, Caleb, he's so cute. I don't know why it didn't bother me. But his lightsaber was cool, though. I was surprised when I went online and people were like, bro, what? Ugh. I'm like, well, yeah, they could have pitched his voice down. I don't know why they didn't, but.
1: I- you keep saying pitch down. You mean pitch up, right? Pitch up. Yeah,
0: pitch up. Yeah. I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> well, and I saw, and I hadn't actually watched it, um, but I saw somebody did actually like alter the voice <sighs> make it sound. like March why would like, they
0: not then if if yeah. somebody ran it's so
2: easy dude online...
1: it's so easy put a high pass filter on that voice that's all you had to do uh whatever it's okay. fine
0: yeah well i i that's too bad that it totally took you out of it like that because that was a pretty imp- that was a pretty big deal to have him down there i thought and then i my husband who
1: oh boy favorite
0: top three characters of all time
1: tough man pain and jairus <laughs> like
0: he didn't even realize who it was. So I guess you're yeah. right. The the visual just did not work. Mm. So I I only to, knew from
1: the name when I didn't know who it was until she said Caleb.
0: He didn't even know after that. He was like, "Who's Caleb?" <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, it's Caden." That's,
2: that's great. Yeah. <laughs> He's well,
0: like, "Oh yeah, I forgot he had a, a different moment. name." Yeah, it was a total dad moment.
2: Yeah. It was But
0: that just speaks to the fact that it didn't look anything like him, I guess.
2: Like there's been side-by-sides that I've seen and it's like there's it's not there yeah it's weird it's just not there it's a
0: little weird um and painful like i said but also kick-ass moment but now i want more depa like give me more depa yeah what don't bring her on here and show me what a badass she is and then take her away and then never see her again
1: on the topic of voice acting i thought her character was played excellently just in like a few minutes i liked that voice that was archie punjabi who's oh really
0: a really well-known actress yeah i know who it is yeah okay so that's why because she's Really good. Yeah, she was um,
1: solid. I liked her for how much she was in it.
0: <laughs> full <the whole> fifteen <laughs> seconds before she bit the farm. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. And the, of course they had to bring in the Order Sixty Six mo- music just to make sure that you're suffering. Really. You know, full suffering. Yes, they did. Yes, they did.
1: I need to watch it as again. she's
0: getting attacked. Oh. And right before Ooh. that, it's actually really cool. There's like the men's corral, which is you know we always associate that with palps Palpsy so there's boy. like a men's corral and then i remember
1: was... that i remember the music cutting out very dramatically and then you heard that and then and then it, it, switched it went over. into
0: the all the jedi are being killed music
1: mm. oh dang i did why how did i not notice that are you positive i'm absolutely positive yes yes i'm gonna have to sec- i'm gonna have to brendan you don't know it's there <laughs> dude you don't even have
0: to no it's definitely there I-
2: it's there. Okay. I don't know if it's exactly the way she's oh. saying, but it's definitely there. It's
1: I remember the male there. choir part; that was very sinister sounding.
0: You were probably talking and not listening.
1: <laughs> Maybe sorry. <sighs> Whatever.
0: <laughs> you you. Disney
1: Plus. Go back and rewatch it a thousand times. I,
0: again, I did, and it's definitely there. <clears throat> okay. But also, it was like a knife to the heart, and like you. Of course, he, of course, he had to do it, but it was
1: gotta do it to him
0: unnecessary roughness, as far as i'm concerned okay i just want some credit here for knowing crosshair was sketchy af before this episode even dropped i have proof i have receipts that i'm like what is i don't something up with that i like him i know you like him but the whole Mm, yeah
2: he got toothpick in his mouth that's bad (laughs) I find it really interesting that like the they very clearly set up the idea that the bad batch were, you know, their chips were, you know, not effective or whatever because of the behavioral modifications or or the uh their modifications whatever you call them, mm-hmm. mutations mm-hmm. and crosshair like chooses to execute order 66. Yeah, dude. Like that is so interesting. Yeah, especially when, you know, you have like Rex, you see him like physically fighting, you know, Order 66, like his moral compass is so strong and his love for Ahsoka is so strong that he's like literally shaking, you know, his body and his mind are are battling each other. And then you have Crosshair who's like, oh, we killing Jedi now? All right, cool. (laughs) No
1: problem. (laughs) Dude, I love this That is a
2: bad guy. I,
1: I'm sorry. I'm dark. I'm dark minded. I love this character, but I know oh. that it is a setup.
0: Of course, of course, it's a setup. So but... it's awesome.
1: I'm a fan of this. Like I didn't expect it. I'm gonna be honest. I did not expect the moment when no, he shot I... at Caleb. That was crazy. That was like, I what was am I watching? Right not
0: in the least. I'm like, yeah. Dang. You're a you're a loose. Yeah. I knew there was something up with that guy. He just. I mean, look at the way they mate drew him. He
1: looks yeah. like a villain he does.
0: He looks so much different than the rest of the bad batch look and they're all supposed to be like basically based on, you know, variations mm. on the theme of the same guy. But he's just mm, Okay. And I love
2: the idea of him being like a the prototype of the death troopers with that all black outfit and everything. Yep. Like I kind of don't want a redemption arc for him. Uh Oh, well, you're going to get one. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) You want it or not. Probably. A unique opinion, Uh, though. Continue, continue. (laughs) Yes,
0: do continue. Interesting. No, I just think,
2: I mean, one, like, we've we've gotten that a lot, so it's always cool to get, like, a spin on the story. I don't think that they set up anything in either Season 7 nor the beginning of Bad Batch that makes us go, like, okay, we want him to be redeemed. Um, you know, Anakin, you have Phantom Menace, there's that, like, well, we want that kid back, and, you know, with Ben Solo, you see, you know, the angst in him, and you can tell that there's something in there, and, like, even Callus, you know, you, you get this idea, like, he's very, Calus. in the, um, what's the episode, the Honorable Ones, Yeah. like, <clears throat> you get, you get this idea that, like, There's something else there. With crosshair, to me, it's very like clear cut. Like he's doing this because he wants to and he believes that it's right. And not because he's been manipulated or anything. That's an interesting take. It's a very valid take, I think. I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna clash sabers for a second. We're gonna flip over to clashing sabers. Let's do it. Just a momento. Um that scene between he and him and um Omega when she's like, I know this isn't your fault. Uh, yeah that was the moment where i was yeah. like okay it's really not here's the thing you're you read it as um he made a choice to just go ahead and follow through with the orders but maybe this is just because i'm a, like a redemption whore simp <laughs> simp i was like, simp. I was like we're talking about this so, Oh, totally simp simp redemption <laughs> um i read it as his chip is just a little bit less defective than the rest of theirs. Like he had like a little bit of because, okay, so what's his job? His job is to kill folks. Like that's his, that's his specialty. He's an, he's a marksman and he takes people out very effectively. So to me, that was like, okay, so that makes sense. Kind of why his inhibitor chip, would be a little more effective than the rest of them because his job is to kill people basically take them out so All maybe right. that maybe that is why it actually did activate a little bit and then they just turned up the volume to 11 later on
2: i don't i don't know about that because you have the idea that their free will of the clones is something that has an effect on this chip is already out there. Like I said, with Rex, you know? So I think maybe his chip did, if it did work a little bit more than the others, it was because of his willingness to do it. And so then you get that amped up in that scene where Tarkin's like, yeah, let's turn this up all the way and take advantage of this. Mm -hmm. So to me, at the end of the day, like that willingness to kill the Jedi and follow through on that is a choice if that makes sense. Like he, he could, you have four other people who theoretically, at least, I mean, we don't have a hundred percent proof, but they, they all have the chip in them. Mm -hmm. It would seem like, and they are not affected at all. Like to me, that's saying like you, there's something wrong more or less. If your your moral compass and your willingness to kill somebody and, and your disassociation with the humanity of that is so far gone that it overcomes, you know, this entire, genetic modification that you have it's i don't know colin i don't know colin
0: where do you come down on this team team not his fault or team
1: willful choice i think it was his choice but i don't oh it's okay i'm gonna hear it on my end anyway Sorry, it's okay Um, That came out of nowhere i think it was his choice to do that because i don't think anybody just does something i mean even the clones i feel like sometimes that you know i don't know he's this guy what's his name um yeah crosshair i'm sorry oh my crosshair Where's my um he come <clears throat> he came across as <laughs> this like satirical figure in the group to me in season seven of clone wars so i already kind of knew that he had a dark-mindedness to him so how right. brandon yeah, says so that, it's, it, well i think everybody did i guess was
0: like what's up with that guy he's a little sus
1: yeah, I guess what Brandon's saying, I kind of am on that side more. Like I like I'm never I'm not like you. I don't do the redemption the redemption ride or die kind of thing. I'm open to different interpretations to an end goal of a character of character development. So if that happens if that happens, I've called it from day 1 that he was going to get redeemed because it would be a perfect setup for him to be redeemed. Like it was very well done with Omega coming up to him and saying that. That was a really cool scene, very interesting. Very cool scene. Um very different type of script. Like it was it was very empathetic out of nowhere, you know, it kind of came it hit you on the side of the face, which is kind of <laughs> I think speaking testament to that moment for him, probably that probably hit him kind of like what the what are, well, you, on what the, are you doing? Well, the
0: animation on his like if you look if you watch his face, he's pain he's pained.
1: Oh yeah, definitely yeah. Hearing um, this
0: from her, he definitely pains him. Like she struck a chord for sure, saying all that stuff.
2: But I, I think can it's more also more about see Omega oh. though than it says about uh, Crosshair. Oh, it's a heap about know.
0: Omega too. I love that scene. That's maybe my favorite scene in the... Yeah, in it's good. Cool. It's a
2: good one. But but I am I'm, I
1: will say, I can go either way right now. I don't know enough, but I like him being a bad guy, though. So I wouldn't oh, yeah. be too upset I if... I hope he's
0: a bad guy for a while. I don't want yeah. him to be like, okay, next episode, let's go save him.
1: He reminds me a lot of Cad Bane. Oh. A little bit. A
0: little bit. All right, let me also say, they had him saying good soldiers follow orders a couple of times, which is a direct reference to um, Clone Wars... Tup,
1: mm.
0: reference and Tup was defective like indeed his chip was a little screwy so huh. i liked that they put that in there if you're if you're coming from my perspective i like that they put that in there because it's to me it said okay well <clears throat> his chip is a little screwy maybe
1: I think they're setting it up to I think they set it up really nicely with Clone Wars telling you in River chips like yeah they exist but I think they're trying to get at the stance that anything can happen with them with some different figures in this story. Yeah. So, who I'm, knows? How and it I'm can cool go. with that. That's that's cool because you <clears throat> It's not my basic. God.
0: My voice I don't know what's happening with my voice, but I'm having issues. It's fine. <laughs> I can't talk. It's a problem on a podcast. Apologies for all the throat clearing. Um okay. Well that's I really enjoy your perspective Brandon that it's like oh no willful choice
2: it's a nature versus nurture thing like to me I think that's a dynamic that they're setting up here is like he to me he's a loner he seems like a loner and an outcast so maybe he didn't have that nurturing like Rex did to where he really feels an individual identity as much Yeah,
1: Yeah, I need that backstory pretty hard, to to be able to make an assessment. You were
0: just saying that yesterday, you wished there was more. He was saying that um, it was cool to start with Order 66, but he was kind of hoping that we would get more backstory on them before we jumped.
1: Just a little. I mean, I I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about it. Yeah, we could. Yeah, I, I also like the idea of them not having backstory, but to answer certain questions, such as the one we're discussing right now, I would need to know, like, what has he been through? Him, particularly. Mm. I'm sure it's been a lot, because, I mean, they obviously get clowned in the barracks and stuff, so. Right,
0: know. yeah. Um, <clears throat> one other thing that I, we both noticed, and I'm sure, Brandon, you probably noticed too, um, was in the forest when, after, you know, they chased Caleb around. There was that interesting... First of all, it's a snowy forest, so immediately you're like, okay, Force forest Awakens yeah. much? And then um, there's that interesting Ray kylo parallel with Caleb and Hunter mm. and the big chasm. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, it was like... What? I don't know. It just
2: it, show... it poked
0: me in the right place. I was like, yeah, that's cool.
2: To like show that. the like d- the separation between the Jedi's and the clone mm-hmm. there visually, you know, and you have the the waterfall right in between them. It just oh water, yeah.
0: Colin. You know how I feel about water.
2: Oh yeah,
0: a lot of water, water in this is. episode.
1: There is a ridiculous <laughs> amount of water, which we can talk about.
0: Um. Okay. So yeah. Well, let's just go there. Camino.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, I
0: love
1: Camino. One of my favorite plants. Probably top three. So
0: Colin can't get enough Camino. Like
1: it's so cool. Cannot <laughs> get enough
0: Camino. Um, and let's just shout out right now, Mr. Bob Bergen. Woo! Sue. Yes. I don't know if you know about how we are pals with Bob Bergen. Yeah. Okay. We knew he was something because he hinted at it, <clears throat> but, and he had a part in Resistance. He was the um, oh, what's the little squishy things <laughs> I'm not gonna know. Bebo? I don't know
3: what... bebo Oh yeah, yeah. A...
0: so he was bebo in resistance which was great um but and a lot of times bob does creature stuff like he does he's porky pig yes which is obviously vocal but you know a speaking role but I was like I really hope he's got a speaking role this time because I will die yeah, and then like the I think it was the day before I think it was May third,
2: well,
0: on his Facebook he posted a picture of Sue. I'm like,
3: <laughs> no way are that's,
0: you Sue? Uh, yeah, and I asked him, and he's just like, teehee. he, you know, he wouldn't say. Yeah, again screeching like I would I oh my god he's so good. I'm and, so dude, happy. he
1: sounds like him, man. That I was so thoroughly happy. impressed. Like, because that's a hard voice to I feel. The the way it like slides like he, they slide to each word, you know. Like the the Kaminoans have this style and this cadence, and he like nailed it, man. It was I was impressed, and I just love him. So I know. it's really cool to see oh him. My God. Play. It's very cool to see someone like him play a sinister guy like him.
0: True, that is yeah. super against the norm for him. You're yeah, right. I
1: mean he's Porky Pig. <laughs> like, come on,
0: he's Porky Pig and cute little. Bugs and the the dogs, dogs and up. Are up. Yeah, yeah, he's just he always does like more fun. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I wonder if this is his first villain. I'll have to ask him. Oh, it might be. Is he? A I villain, mean, though? is he a villain? I don't know. How do we feel about <laughs> yeah. he's. I mean, I think he's just he's kind of chaotic neutral. I would assign a him bit, chaotic say, neutral. Yeah. Maybe. Um, the other one though, what is her name? Nala. Nala say yeah. She's clearly team team Bad Batch. Like yeah, she's sh- a homie. She's all for them getting away and helping them out, and I think she actually has some weird sort of affection for them.
1: Yeah, that was cool, because that was the first time we've ever, unless I'm unaware of a comic or a book, that was the first time we've seen a Kaminoan show empathy.
0: Yeah. Right. I, in fact, I missed it the first time. You were the I one know, that pointed yeah. it out. Like, oh my god, she saved them. I was like, huh? Yeah, it
1: was she weird. She did? Probably because you just didn't expect... You probably weren't even in the headspace for Kim and Owen to do something good. It,
0: it did once. not register in my brain that that's what she was doing. She was helping them get away. Yeah. Because then she went back to Lama Su and was like, oh, uh, BT Dubs, they got away as if it was new, like, he didn't know she did that, obviously. Yeah, I don't think so. So they're not exactly on the same page, those two, because he's just more like, well, do not, let's not speak of this to the Empire, because Mm -hmm. we just don't even know what the hell they're up to. Like, they're totally trying to back out of our contract, those assholes, so let's just not even tell them. Which- Let's just, let's just forget, you they need to know basis.
1: Sorry, we have a lot of questions today, I guess, but- why are they so why does the empire want out of the contract? Am I missing something? Why would they want out? Because they're getting the stormtroopers, right?
2: Well, the contract is saying that they have to order a certain number of clones. Okay. And I think Palpatine's, you know, plan with indoctrinating people is, you know, getting them enlisted because there's no there's no threat out there anymore to his power, you know, as far as he knows. Suppose, there's nothing yeah. out there. So then, you know, it doesn't make sense to have these superior soldiers that could eventually develop a moral compass that would not be to your service, right? Whereas yeah, if that you makes can sense. make people look for and we've seen it. We seen it we saw it in Solo, we seen it in Rebels, if you can propagandize, you know, join the empire and see the galaxy and this is what good people do and, you know, then it it becomes something, you know, that it's actually not. And so I think, you know, the point of the stormtroopers is not, I mean, they're not supposed to be the good soldiers, you know, they're supposed to be mass bullies that, you know, basically get to do whatever they want with the benefit of having the empire, you know, behind, you know, having their back or whatever. And so if you can get more people to believe in that thing, then, it's it's better. I guess you're and doing the, the ability for threat. Yeah. yeah, and they're kind so. of a
0: loose. They're a loose thread too. The Kaminoans because you know, it just it makes sense to me that Palps would be like, yeah, I don't want to put that much trust in mm. them because, uh, wh- like Brandon's saying, like, why why would we need to do that? Why would we need to pay them?
2: Yeah, when, when we they can, have... We
0: can kidnap kids
1: for free.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Think about any, like, any kind of tyrannical, fascist, you know, uh, order of any sort. Like, what's the first thing that they go after? It's books. You know? It's knowledge. They go after, f- essentially, the free root. will. Because that's what those yeah. are. Yeah, exactly. And so you have these a, a species that's highly intelligent in the Kaminoans who are able to stay hidden for years who develop this technology that nobody else has mastered, you know, they're clearly, you know, presented visually as a higher, uh, tier of being right. more or less, oh, yeah. you know, that's and a good so, point. Yeah. well, wow. If you think about how much really Palpatine was gambling, you know, with yeah. not being able to really, you know, control every little thing that happened in the clone wars and everything's, you know, landed his way, so, but now he's got he manipulated the way, so... all that stuff yeah, yeah. and so he's he, any anything that could you know point in a direction of maybe this isn't what we should be doing you have you know somebody like him has to get rid of as quickly as possible like we've seen it we saw it with Stalin we saw it with Hitler like it that's exactly what what they do is get the youth to believe because that's what's gonna ensure your future mm-hmm. yeah. yeah he
1: is definitely about ensuring the future too with operation Uh, auger and everything auger is it auger cinder Cinder, there's another one uh, something it's in it's in (sighs) it's in in fallen order and actually oh yeah this is exactly what brandon's talking about too he he had an initiative where stormtroopers were to go out to planets and basically both rid of culture of different species as well as take over some so like the goal for this particular initiative was to kind of make the Empire culture the culture mm. and all these individuals because in in fallen order you go to this planet that's uh Oh, I forget what the name of it is, but it's it's an agrarian. There's agrarian peoples there. It's out. They're all about farming, and there are a bunch of artifacts there. And just like Nazi Germany with the occult, right? The Empire came in and just was out for those artifacts and ridding of every agrarian society they could find because it's weak hmm. by by the eyes of the Empire. So yeah, this is totally in in tandem with that. So that, that checks out for me.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Um... So there are a couple, well, first of all, I need to make it very clear, Wrecker and I are engaged to be married, he is my man's, oh. <laughs> he's my bias. Okay. Let's go down the bias You list. mean
1: Bradley D. Baker personality number 1005? <laughs> well,
0: it's 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 Wrecker for me. Who's your bias? Who's your Bad Batch bias, Brandon?
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: Does he know I what mean, the terminology bias means? Probably. Yeah, okay. no, 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 no. I, I, I... I'm going to have to go with Hunter. I feel like it's an easy one, but I feel like he's just he's cool, man. a really interesting dynamic Hunter
0: character. has moved up the charts like a bullet for me. He was kind of boring yeah. in the Clone Wars season, I felt like. He was just probably my least favorite or he's least interesting. Knife, but now that he's Dad Batch. True. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, okay, how many times have we been to see this story? Also, kind of eye roll, where are the moms? Hashtag uh, dead moms in Star Wars. But this whole mother or mom, sorry, father daughter. Okay, I mean, yeah, are you cool. gonna, fine? I'll allow it because it's That's cool, sweet, and adorable. So yeah, Hunter is definitely more interesting in this show than he was in the Clone Wars. For me, I like anyway. that we
1: have three biases in this conversation. Who's oh, yours? Tech for sure, one hundred percent. I see because mostly tech
0: me. when I when I'm asking people. It's mostly tech. Tech. Tech is the park jimin of Dude. the bad batch <laughs> the
1: one edit the one edit that i loved
0: once you check in you can't check out that doesn't work with his name oh
1: <laughs> uh, brandon has he... no idea what we're talking about <laughs> all right shut up about you see us let me talk all right <laughs> okay. um there's that one edit where the uh what's the jedi's name again i'm so bad with names
0: De-ba-ba-ba.
1: yes when yeah. when she's like asking for the names of the five of them?
0: Oh, yeah. You pointed this out. It is funny. Dude,
1: I love it. Because the editing is really nice where it shows you each of the individuals, right? Brandon, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you recall? Yeah. When, yeah, they're they're naming them. And when the clone says tech, he, like, is looking at his pad. And he looks up for a second and then, like, looks down. Up. Like, he barely lifts his head. He's just like, yeah,
0: i He has I'm here. no What's time up? for her. <laughs> I'm busy. He's busy.
2: Dude. I love in the second episode when Hunter asks him, like... Hey, can you make chain codes for us? And he's like, well, I did just learn about him a few minutes ago, but yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I <laughs> <Yeah>. can. Like, <laughs> not a problem. Yeah.
1: I love him, dude. Plus, I think it's a great. It's a great setup for awesome, hilarious scenes between Wrecker and him. Oh my god. The comedy. They are
0: Talking about married. They, Tech and Wrecker. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. Absolute soulmates. Married. For sure. The Bickering sends me. Uh,
1: it's so funny. I dude.
0: absolutely love it like yeah more 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 I, I, that's all i, I they could have their own show by now i don't even care like for sure for give them sure. their that's own dramatic. bantering um old married couple show some
1: nice shorts would be great like seeing shorts yes. of in like certain combinations that would be a genius idea i don't now know why talking. they wouldn't do that i love five though obviously i'm, a, I'm always it's my Oop. boy Or I'm sorry, is it Echo or Five? I always get the two confused. Echo, my bad, my bad, my bad. Brandon, 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 cut that um, (laughs) from your memory. Echo, whatever. Um, Ignore him entirely. My bad, my bad. bad. But I like him. I like how he's kind of he, in a way, is like one of the most normal, if not the most normal one. But it's his his entire being is his mutation. Like his physical outer self is the mutation, whereas like the inside. You know, plus he's got that cool hand thing. I think that's awesome.
0: Screwdriver hand, I love it yep. when he salutes and it's a yeah. screwdriver. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good, hand. dude.
1: It's so good. I like this.
0: Before this show started, I was like, okay, I know I love Echo and I love Wrecker, so double bias. Now I'm like,
1: oh, it's so, all
0: record It's all about Wrecker. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't get enough of Wrecker and his... the man
1: curls gonks, dude. <sighs>
0: He's so freaking funny. Like when they're when they're at the at the big assembly, you know, and Palps is talking about how he's Psych. he's now deformed, and he looks over and says, "You can say that again."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. I man.
3: love
0: him so much. I can't even tell you. He's yeah. my profile pick now. Cause.
1: Is he really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm in love. It was it was quick. It was a quick engagement. <laughs> but yeah, we're married. Cool. Um, a couple of other lines too that stuck out to me was the more machine than man, line. oh
2: my God, yes,
0: that felt good, liked that, I can't remember, okay,
1: yeah, you know what that's taken from, right?
0: well, of course,
1: the boy himself, yeah, yeah. but
0: na- but I was like, oh, please, yeah, put those little put those little things in there, yeah, I'm I don't a fan need of I don't need like.
1: I don't need the character. I would just love to exactly. see
0: exactly. I don't need Luke Skywalker. I just need little lines like that. That's
1: all I need, dude. I don't even need that. I need. I need. I don't know what I need, but <laughs> what I love is how even in the intro, right? We got that news reporter thing, as always. With oh with yeah, car. we I and didn't they mention they were Tom showing Haines you little thing. They showed you the two shots on the droid. Command ship when Grievous is there and he like tells his guards to try to kill oh, Anakin and Obi Wan and so they good. do that the exact frame composition and then Grievous is sitting in his little escape pod and he does like the little thing his he buttons. leans over <laughs> it's I, I love that stuff man that they gotta do more of that I'm a I'm a big fan of stuff like that
0: yeah I forgot about those little Easter egg things the, the filmography
1: beginning. stuff is like my mm-hmm. favorite when they when they pull from different iconic scenes in Star Wars and stuff
0: oh the other line that I was just like. Yes, that's the good stuff. Um, they're walking down the hall, and um, Crosshair says, "Republic, Empire, mm. what's the difference?" Of
1: course, of course, yeah.
0: Perfectly mirroring good guys, bad guys, made up words.
1: True, true. Oh, that's what it is. I was thinking about what is it that that was? Recalling?
0: That was that was yeah. DJ and um, for sure. Last Jedi. Well,
2: I mean that line in particular reminds me more of Jin you know like if you'd that too yeah that too yeah oh yeah it doesn't matter if (laughs) you don't look up true but um the more machine now than man really got me because like to me this story so far is about identity and belonging and how you associate those two things Mm -hmm. and the extent to which nature nurture programming versus choice kind of dynamic there and we know for, you know, Obi-Wan, when he says he's more machine now than man, like he's basically saying like the the machine has taken over. Whereas we're seeing these clones who have literally have programming um, yes. and they're fighting, you know, the good fight. And so, yeah, I thought that was a really interesting thing to, to put in there and definitely like, obviously a line like that doesn't happen accidentally. No, yeah. um, of course not. So.
0: Yeah, that was tasty. Both of those references, I felt very fed.
1: Yeah, that' great. Yeah.
0: Um. Okay, we haven't even talked about Omega yet. I can't believe it, but we haven't. Um, Brandon.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> I mean, let's just let's just get into it. What do you think her deal is? Or do you think she has a deal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you even think she has a deal? And if so, what is her deal?
2: I. I mean I honestly I don't know um I think it's really interesting that her name is Omega because Mm. it it evokes a lot of things immediately you know um growing up in western culture you think of Alpha and Omega Mm -hmm. you know and so then who's the Alpha and what does it mean to be Alpha in association with this character um but also you know Omega being the last letter of the Greek alphabet, it's like literally a stopping point, mm-hmm. and she is the stopping point for, for the Bad Batch's old life into their new life, um, and then, the idea of of you know the number five, um, and, and I wrote about this in in my article um, on on this first episode is associated. It's, it five is like the number of humanity. It, it's supposed mm. to. Uh, depending on the culture, you know, it represents God's grace. You know, we have five fingers, five toes, you know, five senses. Like, it's oh, the yeah, number of humanity. And even, Here we go. <laughs> even going even going back to Mayan culture, like, five was considered the number of, of perfection. And so you have the Bad Batch, which is, you know, these four genetically modified characters, and then Echo, who gets added to the bunch. So there's five there. But then that's not the natural five. And then you have the natural five when Omega rejoins them, but then you lose crosshair. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and obviously to me, the struggle for identity and belonging is really more about coming to terms with um, perfection and imperfection. You know, I think the people who have a, a comfortable um, identity and know who they are, are people who have been able to find that balance between you know we want to be perfect, um, and also that's impossible. And so, I don't know. There's a lot there potentially, but like as far as ulterior motives or anything, um, I, I mean, I think she's I think she's pretty uh, pretty pure more or less. Um, I think that we get a lot more interesting stuff about her in the second episode. Yeah. Uh, I actually think she's a plant herself and
1: she's one. actually a dark side user and she's going to kill them all from the inside. <laughs> oh
2: my God. So just wanted to throw that out. Yeah, that seems legit. The story's <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely leading us to that.
1: Yeah. Oh my God.
0: so funny. Of course you do. Of course you think she's a, she's a sleeper, Well, Brandon, continue. I just
1: wanted agent. to jut in to say that. No, funny. no, <laughs> I think
2: most of what I have to say more, more so has to do with the second episode. I, I do like okay. how they set up parallels, you know, um, in the second episode between other characters mm-hmm. that we get and stuff like that, but I'll um, we'll wait till we get there. Yeah, we can definitely talk about that because
0: that was a big a big thing for me too. Yes, Colin.
1: I would like to jut in as well about why another interesting thing about it, the name Omega. Yeah. This is probably a reach. Okay, well, number one, unfortunately, the first thing I thought of when I heard the name Omega was Legion. <laughs> Really? When he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Well, that's
0: that's the Bible, it's taken, though.
1: obviously, yeah, but that's that was what the thing.
0: Brandon was saying.
1: Totally, yeah, but that was the thing I thought of, which, like, I know we always make fun of the fact that I like Legion a lot. I know. Well, so, you,
0: you will find... Um, he will, he's like... Uh, Legion is like Kevin Bacon. He will find a way to connect <laughs> Legion, the show Legion, to literally anything, like name a random object. Oh, we can connect
1: it to Legion <laughs> Oh, somehow. I can get into... No, 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 but, but the real thing that I... That I was thinking about was the fact that Omega, the letter that that symbol of mm-hmm. of Omega, yeah, is also the symbol of what is in what is used for ohms in physics, which ohms is a measurement of resistance in a circuit. So resistance is clearly a buzzword, like rebel. Oh, interesting. So that, that's kind of the thing I thought of, but
2: well, and also like another term for omega like or a more of a translation is like giant o or big o and to me that just like it it makes me think of somebody being like oh like their their face really like they're realizing something and oh wow (laughs) wow she's a realization for Mm -hmm. these characters and stuff like that like there's a lot of layers that you could i mean obviously we have two episodes so we're like you know taking this stuff way farther than we probably should be. Yes. Um, but <laughs> That's the that fun. Said, when you use that word, though, you are... you are.
0: Yeah, that it, is a yes. loaded, loaded name. You're holding name. the
1: entirety of Western culture, practically, on yeah. your back well, and, while you and do it. It's a very loaded name. I think name.
2: if anything, you know, season two of of Mandalorian like showed us that these ideas that they're presenting early in... Uh, in the season, and these you know metaphorical and visual representations, you know, eggs and water and life and death and like, like that stuff paid off hardcore at the end. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very even though Filoni's not you know uh, on the day to day running this show because he is you know more working the live action here. It's a very Felony thing um, to to do this to set these things up early in the season that eventually you'll go back and be like i can't believe i missed that but yes or yes i could see that clearly and i just wish everybody else could like it's definitely there um and and they're definitely you know like you got to remember that is trained under lucas and lucas was all about the visuals and you know silent films and stuff like that and uh being more or less heavy-handed so like I think Filoni is, is a little better at the nuance than, than Lucas was, but a little you know, it's that, that that idea is something that is there and present in at Lucasfilm and is of course something you know Feloni is gonna take and, and teach his proteges and and so on and so forth.
0: Okay. Yeah. I totally yeah, I completely agree with that. Um and we can talk like you said, we can talk more about Omega Omega. I love the way she says her own name. Omega, Omega. Yes. She's so cute. Oh my god. Um, We can talk more about that when we get to the second episode. Oh, and
1: female. Oh, sorry, I just hit my table. But, like, that's kind of a big deal. (laughs) It's kind of a big deal. Like, what the heck?
0: Because you know what happened when they first announced this show? I I I had a lot of friends, like, going, really? Another show? And it's all going to be Bad Batch, who are all men. Mm. But what, like, why? I get that thank you yeah, man. for not making it that show like i i thought it would be good though I, I was like i'm just gonna i really like these characters and i feel like they're just not gonna do they're just not gonna make this a shoot 'em up testosterone well, you show you because everybody thought what... that about the mandalorian too like when that first got announced it's like oh great a bunch of you know mm-hmm uh testosterone mandos running around killing each other how fun and (laughs) i'm just like guys no it's not gonna be like that and it was not like that so right you know i do there's some trust has been broken but that i just didn't think it was gonna be that and i'm so glad that it's not and she's for sure she's gonna be like the ahsoka of this series and I don't even see like it, with Ahsoka at the beginning. A lot of people didn't like her. I don't even see that. I just see everybody going, "Oh my god, this is the greatest I character." Mean,
1: how could you not like so that character? So great. <laughs> you're not human if you don't like that character. Like, come on, man.
0: I mean, I do. I do curate my timeline extremely. Oh, carefully. I don't That's hang true. out with people who like. If any of my friends said Omega sucks, I'd be like, "Well, blocked." <laughs> you're just blocked. Like you're Dang. wrong.
2: Well, bye, guys. I guess I'll leave. You next <laughs> Jeez. I don't hang out with that
0: type of person, so maybe there is a lot of grumbling, I just don't hear it, but...
1: But, like, about... I don't know,
0: whatever. I don't know. It's the um, first
1: episode, how are you gonna... But, have... yeah, we'll talk...
0: <laughs> we gotta talk more about her after we talk about the second sure. episode, but uh, uh, real quick, <laughs> I don't know why I have Indiana Jones programming in my brain all That's your inhibitor chip, man. The time! That's <laughs> It's... I have an Indiana Jones chip, and... There were three things in this episode. I'm like, why are they Indiana Jonesing all over the place right now? Mm-hmm. What is happening? Are you trying to like pre-program people for this new movie that's coming out? And you're just putting oh. these little things to try to brainwash us. But bro, I'm hyped. The rolling boulder at the beginning. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's a rolling boulder, it's like okay. Um, Omega mimicking Hunter like short round in Temple of Doom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the loud noise when Wrecker like was punching out of punching the wall in the in the prison cell. Yeah. With the and stem. they were making that big loud noise, and it reminded me of that scene in um, Last Crusade where they found the X on the floor in the library, and that it's marble though, so they had to hit it mm. with this metal thing, and it made a loud noise. And every time the librarian would stamp a book, it would make. That- <laughs> he was thought it was making that noise. I don't know. It just reminded me of that. It's me for sure it's not you <laughs> i know it's me
1: it's i see i see the um when you pointed them out i was like huh i mean yeah i mean <laughs> I need to not stop. to say it's indiana jones but <laughs> it is that stop. idea of the funny like it slapstick is comedy in that it one is scene. i'm sure
0: that's all it was they didn't do it on purpose but again i have apparently a an indie chip that i need to get rid of perhaps
1: but that's not a bad chip to have man um
0: Justice for AZ, I'm very upset about the little medical droid. <laughs> what the hell? Like, I literally fell in love with him within 15 seconds, and now he's scrap metal. <laughs> Brandon, explain.
2: Um, <laughs> Why did they do that? <laughs> because he's annoying. No! Dang. Yeah. No. Sorry. Oh, you're wrong. It, it was, he was blocked. He was the exact same <laughs> kick. <laughs> Muted. He was... Bye guys. <laughs> um, to me, he was like more or less the same character as um, the the same droid in uh, season six that helps Fives out and stuff like that, except a lot more annoying. Mm. Like,
0: brutal. Wow, wow. Okay. You
1: know, honestly, I didn't, like, I didn't hate nor like the droid, but I did think that that was pretty rude what that clone it did. Was like, so that was rude. Really yeah. mean. Dang. Just,
2: I mean, uh, I think Justice for AZ? I want T-shirts that say Justice for I, AZ. I mean, I think it definitely that particular character and that particular you know death was aimed more for the kids because it was a very childlike um, character. They need to let you know everything right when they meet you, and uh, you know, then he more or less gets murdered, um, which <laughs> is really sad. <laughs> but you know, as as a a viewer who, you know, has seen stories, you know, for, for years and like knows, okay, this character is just set up for jokes. Like he's just supposed to be here just to have a joke. Like there was no emotional connection for me. And then it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like it just, it is what it is. I do, I am really fascinated by the line that Omega, uh, says there about, um, to echo, like, I don't like being hooked up to their yeah, machines either. Yeah, that was that, interesting. That feels like a setup line there, because I, I wrote that down while I was watching, mm-hmm. and then I'm, like, trying to sit there and figure out. As the, I'm literally, like, I have my Post-its, and I'm re- <laughs> you know, ordering them around on my desk, and I'm like, I can't figure out where this fits. Dang, man. <laughs> so I'm definitely interested to see how that all fits in. That together. fits
0: in with my, my Omega take quite nicely, actually.
2: Indeed, it really fits. Have him you well. talked? Have you talked about that? No, because
0: okay. part of it's in the second episode. Um, oh, we just kind of skipped over Saw too. Saw Guerrera being in this. Mm. Um, I
1: feel like cameos of him is are expected in everything. Right? <laughs> He's just I don't gonna even pop notice.
0: up everywhere. Yeah. He's but just everywhere. Another
1: thing about animating.
2: I love that character though, so I'm cool. With
1: no, her. the character's cool, but the animation was poor.
2: Yeah, I was a little. Oh, see, I really like the animation. I th- I thought it did a good job of showing the transition from Clone Wars Saw into the Saw we get later. See, I didn't. You know, I thought Whitaker. it looked
0: just like Clone Wars Saw. I didn't see it. No, okay, okay, okay. I liked... That's what I wanted. I was really hoping that they'd somehow do a hybrid of Clone Wars Saw and Forest Whitaker S- Saw, you know, like somehow meet in the middle, but I didn't get that at all.
1: Well, yeah, I guess that's what I mean. I mean, he did look like a very nice development from the Clone Wars version. Um but then once you cast Forrest Whitaker, it's... I guess if I expect to see him again... Because you see in Jedi Fallen Order, when you see Saw Gerrera, he looks exactly <laughs> Isn't that like... He's that too? Yeah. yeah. Oh he looks exactly like Forrest Whitaker. It's yeah, like,
0: see, why didn't they push it more towards that end of I the spectrum? I I really... It didn't take me out of you it, You can't cast Forrest Whitaker and then <laughs> backtrack towards just the full animation in my opinion like
1: he would be hard to animate
0: once you cast Forrest Whitaker you better double down on that as far as I'm concerned I love that man and that's Uh, my saw like maybe your saw is Clone Wars saw which is fine Mm -hmm. but my I didn't I remembered him I wasn't that into that storyline in the Clone Wars so my saw is Forrest Whitaker so that's what I want I'm clinging to that okay but it's over they didn't do it oh well (laughs) oh well uh, But one thing that he said that was it definitely we've kind of touched on this a little bit about one of the themes of this pilot being choice, free will and decisions. He did say, um, and again, this was like a, a TLJ um, kind of a callback, adapt and survive or die with the past oh yeah the yes. decision is yours so that was a double whammy it was like okay more tlj i love that
3: yes and sir.
0: then playing into the theme of the whole episode which is you know free will personal choice identity like you said right who you gonna be um and also you know what why am i forgetting what kylo says exactly let the past die yeah kill yeah. it if you have to interesting and also juicy <laughs> and delicious yeah um i'm just I, you probably loved that brandon i'm sure
2: i did yes yeah. that was the opening uh line of of my article was that i think the whole thing the whole story is centered around that like it, 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 that's the only thing you can do when you have an event like this yeah like, you adapt and survive or you and you may not like physically die but we all know you know the, the the person that was, you know, peaked in high school, you know, it's like, okay, but what have you, you've been dead for the last 40 years yeah. doing, you know, nothing. Um, don't call me don't out like that, Brandon. <laughs> Can you not please? <laughs> look at, look at it's all
1: Mother's you Day. Built. <laughs> You're old.
0: Uh, don't remind me. It's not a bad thing to be old. I say that. Uh, um, Okay, so just one last little thing, and it's Omega-related again, unless you have anything you want to bring up that I haven't brought up about this episode, Um, Brandon. Oh, oh, Uh, sorry,
2: Brandon can go first. Not not particularly, go for it, Colin. Oh, I was just going to say, Brandon, what you were saying
1: earlier about kind of the burning of the books, right, like that that theme of ridding of the root of understanding in a culture and just like supplanting your own thing about what's right, what's wrong, just being able to choose, like, that fascist mentality is... I think that, in a way, the quote, let the past die, kill it if you have to, you could definitely take that both ways. And one way you could take that is the way in which Palpatine is... He's doing that. Like, he he agrees with that mentality. Like, you gotta let the past die, and I'm gonna kill it. Like, it's the time of the Empire now. Nothing else matters before me, basically. And then you have the other mentality, which is more of a, I mean, you're talking, Mom, you're talking about the topic of free will, just choose choice, you're choosing to continue on in the in the same direction Palpatine wants to move, but you're doing it in a different way, you know? I think that that is a complicated theme that is not easy to talk about, but I think is definitely worth drawing a connection between, because what Brandon said and what you just said, now I'm thinking about that. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know why I was saying that other than to just bring it up. Like, I think that, that I think, Brandon, what you were saying was very um, insightful. I haven't thought about that whole trope of just Fahrenheit 451-ing everything, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I admit I haven't listened to or read anybody's anything yet because I don't like to do that before we record because mm. then I have like preconceived notions no, in my head and feel, you know, can't help but sometimes just dwell on what I read and hear from other people <laughs> you gotta saying. you got to temper yourself. Yeah. I do. I have to completely shut myself off from everyone else's opinions. At I least, do that until too. Until we record. Um, so I, first thing I'm doing when we get off of here is to read your thing because I haven't read it yet. Yeah. Um, but the one last thing I was going to bring up are our Omega things that stuck out to me in other things that I haven't mentioned yet, but those those droids that the Bad Batch had to fight in the arena when they were being, you know, kind of tested. Not the, not, the, not the simulator ones that they took out easily, but then the ones that rose up out of the live floor. That, yeah, yeah. that had live rounds. I assumed that those were early phase, earlier phase dark trooper type um machines. they look exactly like them
2: yeah for sure
0: different color but like they looked very similar so immediately i'm like okay we're drawing a connection to the ones in the mandalorian and i, I just saw a lot of connections to the mandalorian oh in this absolutely episode. yeah that was one of them so i'm like okay why Why are we, why are we drawing these, why are we putting things in this episode that are very going to make you think about the Mandalorian? And so immediately I'm like, okay, Omega, Omega, something. Okay. There's something going on because then at the end of the episode, when she's sitting in the cockpit and he's like, you're going to want to see this view. And she has that very Ezra moment where she's really you know being the first time off of her planet or in space at all and you see the reflection of the stars in her eyes kind of like that moment with ezra in rebels um where he's like oh my god you know when they first do i guess it's when they first go into hyperspace um am i right about that brandon yeah okay
1: yeah (laughs) Check Brandon. Brandon, we right.
0: (laughs) Brandon, check. Okay, yeah.
2: Oh, Um, there's even more. There's even more. There's even more connections in that second episode. Yeah. (sighs)
0: So I'm just saying, put a pin in it. But stuff's stuff's happening with Omega that. Of course, I already have my little my little pet theory <laughs> I'll figure. Like I'm married to this theory already; it's probably wrong. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> stop doing
1: that. You do that. It's fun too for often.
0: me. No, because I'm not one of these people that gets upset when I'm necessarily wrong about something. Sometimes I do, but vi- more often than not, I'm like, "Oh, Brandon." If you can see my mind. face right now, I'm wrinkling. He's my face making an like- <laughs> a full of BS face.
1: I don't know about that, but maybe. but where we- con-
0: this is concerned, this is not like. This is not. You're ben not going to lose sleep over this. This long. is not Ben Solo. I'm not going to lose sleep over this. If I'm wrong. Okay. Um, I'm just. saying. I think it would
1: be dope if she was evil. If she was a plant herself.
0: Okay. All right. Um. I mean, I'm just saying. You know. The other theme I think in this episode Brandon definitely was idea. hinting towards parenthood, but then they fully let's move on into episode two, cut and run, because that's where they fully develop that theme. A little, you know, not fully, but like a lot more. Right. Um. So I did not get the cut and run like that went over my head that they were talking about the clone cut like that guy's name is Cut <laughs> I was yeah. like whoosh, like something just <laughs> whiz past me at fifteen million miles an hour and I don't even see them coming I even after I watched the episode Colin I was like oh <laughs> cut Ooh. and run huh? that's no funny <laughs> yeah.
1: sorry come on man uh,
0: okay. First thing is Omega walking out of that shuttle and having her Ray. I've never seen so much green before in my life yes.
2: moment,
0: but it's with dirt, which was well precious. precious. And the, the
2: rain on Octo. Yeah. You know. Yep. 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 She reaches out to that rain and um, yeah. And then of course it being dirt was hilarious. But what? Yeah. This
0: <laughs> like dirt. <laughs>
2: That's good, man.
0: That's good. <laughs> but poor Omega, like it's the opposite. Mm. She's been living in water her entire life, whereas Ray was like in the dirt her entire. Beautiful, mwah, mwah, delicious, love it, perfect. Camino,
2: baby. It, that idea, you know. I I think uh the Wonder Woman actually is one of the better movies at doing this idea of a character who is coming, you know, has no concept of our world more or less and is now just you know exploring it with the eyes of a child like yes omega's a child but like also she's you know been she's lived you know her life and everything like that but she's literally being reborn in that moment you know to me it was very uh you know uh dust to dust ashes to ashes you know like this is that rebirth here you know she literally like comes out of an opening into mm-hmm. the dirt to be excited about you know something that we just are like it's dirt it's yeah. of <laughs> yeah. course it's irritating it gets, gets everywhere. everywhere
0: yeah dirt, dirt also the like fact
1: that. that it's interesting because water is kind of the rebirth symbol but we're talking about her being rebirthed by leaving right that, which okay. is cool here okay i
0: have a question yeah. Back to the first episode when they're talking about how long it's been, the, how long it has been since they've been back to Camino. And they have that whole conversation of like 180 cycles or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I meant to look up like in on nerd forums, like, okay, so in Star Wars speak, how long is that? Because I never, I actually forgot to look it up. Do you have any concept, Brandon, of how long it had actually been? Because... She seemingly, she definitely knows who they are. Like she's like starstruck when she sees them at the assembly. Yeah. So was she like rapidly aged to like, is that part of her, um, her, prog- her you know, her manipulation of her DNA? Like, was she not even born yet when they were there last time or was she a baby and she just didn't see them at that point? Cause she just seems like really like she's never, she's never seen them in person before. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: I I mean, I definitely think that's a possibility. Um, Cause
0: didn't they accelerate, they accelerated the clones
1: yes.
2: aging yeah.
0: except for Boba Fett. He got the exception.
1: My boy. Yeah. Um, and,
2: in, but there's a, you know, there's the question of like, When did they start the, you know, when can you start that and how quickly does it happen and stuff like that. So I think that's one of those things they're going to just leave out there. But I definitely think that, I mean, it makes sense. Because what if she Um, ages
0: really fast? What if like we get three or four episodes in? Because this is a 16 episode season or something like that, right? What if it's my episode? Yeah, it's a lot of ups. Doesn't that seem like a lot of ups now where you're so used to age 10?
1: Um, I'm hyped, man.
0: What if she, what if it, like, by episode five or six, she's, like, a teenager all of a sudden? That'd be cool.
1: I think that would be awesome. I'm, like, really, whoa. Benjamin Button, but, like.
0: I I just am thinking, she must have aged, unless they stopped, you know, unless she was, like, a Boba Fett, and they didn't do that acceleration stuff with her. But it seems like they did, like I said, because if they had, even if it had been two years since they've been there. She still would have seen them, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah,
0: it seems like I don't know. So I don't know.
1: It's weird now that you bring it up. It yeah. is weird, it seems a... like it could be a hole, perhaps.
2: I don't know what well, and and the uh, what I had the name earlier, but not Lamasu, The other uh, Kaminoan. Noen, us uh, Say. Yeah, Nala Say. She <laughs> there's there you know there's the possibility too that she sees the change from the Republic to the empire happening. And so now she's kind of letting Omega go because she knows that's, what's best for her kind of thing um, to, to get out of there because she's not going to be valued and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of unanswered questions about this character. Yes. I find there's like no
1: answers. There's zero answered questions we know, except that she's, she's a clone from Kamino. Yeah. She's a clone her name's omega
0: and and she's been manipulated to be yeah genetically but we don't even know
1: how so like it's like out there man it's really out there which is great i love it i love it so much i cannot
0: even i cannot even i'm so excited about her um plus the
1: actor actress oh yeah i didn't
0: write her name down excellent is it michelle something shoot she's great Dude. Great. Like I don't I don't I didn't research her to see what else she's done, but she is nailing it. Like And perfectly. acting against
1: the monster that is Bradley D. Baker basically the whole time? D. Bradley Baker. D. Bradley Baker, sorry. <laughs>
0: you make his names around
1: it. Sorry. DBB. Just C Just be yeah. <laughs> yeah, we haven't she's even talked lot, about but... him yet.
0: Emmy, Emmy. Many I want an Ooh. Emmy for each role that he's playing. So that's like <laughs> yes. twenty.
1: That'd be so good. <laughs>
0: you will not. Best
2: actor. Best supporting actor. Exactly. Best supporting actress.
0: Exactly. If that man. He's
1: a king. Does
0: not win an Emmy for
1: this. I doubt he will, dude.
0: Do you remember how angry I was when the Lego movie didn't get nominated for Best Picture? Do you remember how furious? I'm still mad about it. I'm still mad about it. I mean, they don't do that they don't weird stuff. That will fail in comparison to how angry I will be if this man does not win an Emmy. Yeah. Mark me.
1: We all know how those award ceremonies go. I I don't think... I don't
0: care, though. He's, like, a darling of the voice acting world in the first place. He, he always That's gets nominated. True. He does anything, he gets nominated. Like, if he... But he needs a win. Like, this needs to be a literal shutout. Like, don't even bother
1: applying. I mean, it else. is... It is a... I am not a voice actor, but I would... You've dabbled, though. I dabble, yeah. <laughs> I I have actually voice acted in a Star Wars scene, uh, you know, but...
0: Oh, who did you get to be? I forget.
1: I was Imperial Officer number two <laughs> in in Rogue One for a friend's project. Yeah, let's I got to let's say close the field aperture now.
0: The The Sound Recording Technology Department at DePaul, their their capstone project when they're seniors is they have to take a scene from a movie, take all the sound out, yep. all of it, the dialogue, the sound effects, the score, all of it, and redo it in, yep. in whatever way they want. So... Being that Colin is in the music department and a sound recording technology major now, he's had older um, friends who asked him to voice act in their capstone projects.
1: Yeah.
0: And the one anime, I gotta say.
1: Yeah, that's right. Give it up. Pretty good. Give it up. I know. <laughs> I know. Good.
0: But you're no DBB. Let's be let's be very not. clear
1: about that. I'm not. But
0: the the fact that.
1: I was gonna say this is a turning point. This has never been done before. We both
0: agreed. Completely forget completely oh, yeah, within a few seconds of the show starting that that's the same dang guy.
1: Yeah, I, I that that effect I have been experiencing that effect since OG Clone Wars man. Like I don't notice ever.
0: See, I did in the in the OG ah, Clone dude, Wars. I never I did, did because they did sound so similar. But this. This tour de force that he's putting on right now, oh boy! It, I'm in awe. I'm literally in awe. I can't. I yeah. can't even deal. And with he's it. not even British. Yeah, I kind of thought he was British. I don't know why. <laughs> why would you think he's British?
1: No, I,
2: that's I, one I thing. Know. I'm not a big behind the scenes person, just because it's hard for me to later watch the movie without seeing the behind the scenes stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one thing I would like to see behind the scenes is like. Is he recording the script and jumping back and forth between the voices? Yes, he is. He is. Is he? Yes. That makes it even more impressive. It's insane. Like, hey, I'm going to stay in Hunter's voice and do all of Hunter's lines, Mm -mm. and then all of Record. Like, yeah. He
0: did an interview with Entertainment Weekly, and Mm. they asked him that question, and he's like, "Oh no, I just read the script (sighs) as and do the characters." And he talked about how he got to each character's specific voice. And he said that Hunter was the hardest one for him to nail down.
1: Mm. Yeah, um, that's pretty big. It's a big voice. to.
0: Because it's like more wreck. subtle. It's not yeah. like wrecker is wrecker, you know. Oh, did and you say tech Hunter? Is tech Huh? You said Hunter. I said Hunter. He said oh. Hunter was the oh. most challenging for him to, well, the Hunter, to figure out.
2: Hunter is closest to yeah. the, the regular clown, yeah, yeah,
0: that's what he said. Yeah, it's just more gravel.
1: I well, guess. I would say Echo is probably the most normal. I don't think he did anything to change. Well,
0: okay, yeah. I'm not, I'm not counting Echo. I'm okay. counting the other... The He's four. in the group, too. I know, but it's Echo's still Echo. His voice really hasn't changed. Okay. Um. Uh, I, it was mind-blowing. But even more difficult
1: to switch between dialogue between Echo and Hunter, too, now <sighs> that you put it into that perspective, because how are you going to just, play like, just floored, like,
0: tweak it just a little bit? Just floor it. It floored me. Yeah. I couldn't even... I, I can't dude, I can't
1: sixteen episodes <laughs>
0: of the sixteen episodes of this that poor man I mean oh, how dude. does he how's his brain even
1: if if, functioning? if if something were to happen to his voice, it would be over
0: catastrophic yep over i don't know that anyone else could pull this off honestly
1: no man i wouldn't want to watch it because it's one of the things i find most enjoyment with brandon we're very different in the fact that you you try to stay away from behind the scenes things those are the only things (laughs) that's he lives for that stuff yeah i'm very obsessed with that stuff and i would also like to see every moment he's in that recording studio (laughs) every single moment They Should put it on Disney Plus. They did the thing for Mandalorian. There's no excuse.
0: They did it for the the Marvel shows too, so they might do it. Yeah. Give me that. I think it's really
2: interesting because, like, you think about other voice actors, and this is in no way, shape, or form a knock on, on anybody else, but, like, James Arnold Taylor, like, his Obi Wan versus his Plo Koon, you can tell the difference. Yes. Right? Like, there's a very clear difference um so you have that then you have other voice actors who don't necessarily change their voice as much it's more just like their voice you know freddie prince jr Mm -hmm. um you know if i hear something with vanessa marshall because Hera is very much you know it's not exactly her voice but it's very close you know to it you can tell when they're doing another character like i can listen to vanessa marshall on another show and be like oh that's vanessa right um And that's not a knock or whatever. That's it's it's different kinds of talent. Mm -hmm. So, but for him to you know do all of these different things, like again, like just like those other people, it's a very unique and special thing to be able to do that. You know, to create that feel. Like James Arnold Taylor, you know, uses all these very different voices to create a feel for very different characters. You know, Vanessa Marshall uses her voice very effectively to create a feel and d bradley baker is doing that here in just such a nuanced way that it's it's really something to behold how does
0: how does he have chemistry with himself (laughs) yeah (laughs) these characters have so much chemistry with each other yeah wtf like all cap i don't get it like how does one do that i don't i it's It's so so beyond my understanding
2: like, James Arnold Taylor's, like, one-man show is called, like, Talking to Myself. Mm-hmm. I think his podcast is Talking to Myself, too. Oh, I didn't and, even like, know he had a
0: podcast. Oh, my gosh.
2: Literally, Bradley, D. Bradley Baker is talking <laughs> to himself. <laughs> I don't...
0: I can't... I, it's baffling. I don't, like, Tech and Wrecker. I, I, I love them. Like, they are so good together. <laughs> it's the same dude. I don't... I, don't
1: uh, I mean, I like how... <laughs> I I also think when Brandon says that this is a very nuanced approach, you know, I'm I actually my mom and I have been talking about how I might pick up acting classes at some point because I really do like voice acting and I feel like I can do it because I have a very good way to just dissociate from myself when I do that stuff. But when I found, I remember like thinking kind of along those lines, maybe in a little dif- in a little different way though, thinking about the nuance of it. It's a typical voice actor. Like I, I forget the name of the voice actor who does Yoda and the announcer dude in the beginning of the episode. And Bob Kane. Bob Kane. I yeah, think. like is he... that, no, it's
0: not Bob Kane. It's uh oh, his last name's Kane. I don't think it's Bob though. Bob Kane was an
1: anime. Tom either. Kane.
0: Tom Kane. Yes.
1: Tom okay, Kane. he is one of those people where he does not sound like himself when he plays different no, characters. Not at all. He sound those two characters will sound Yoda yeah. and the announcer dude like <laughs> ridiculous how yeah. people can do that. But the thing that's so nuanced is he has to start from the same dialect every time. Yeah,
0: it's the same guy. And then has to add things.
1: And every single... He's never copied himself. From day one of Clone Wars, where you have that one episode with Heavy, from Heavy all the way till now, every clone has had a personality unique to himself, or now herself. Um, I guess it's not her, though. (laughs) It's not him doing her. But it's... It's kind of man. It freaks me out. It really it does freaks freak me out.
0: out. It freaks me out all the time. Like I don't even understand. Like it's I a sort said, of force, no like
1: you say. And I think, I think saying it's nuanced. I don't even think that comes close to describing it. I think this is a new science. Like it's, it's like <laughs> something that's. I mean, it is. It's a theme and variations, but it's on voice another, acting. He seems I've on never another, seen that done on another level.
0: Yeah. Apparently. Speaking of voice actors on this show, though, oh, there's um, so many good ones. Nika well, Federman.
1: Yeah. Snaps.
0: That was really funny, though, because Colin and I both had the same reaction when the two kids, um when cut and Sue's two kids showed up,
3: mm.
0: and the the girl one she, I don't know if her name's Shika Sheka. Um, but as soon as she spoke, i we both watched it the first time separately, <laughs> but we both had the same reaction, like, why does that voice sound so familiar? <laughs> and then at reading the credits at the end, I'm like, it's little. It's like baby Ventress. <laughs> I was doing
1: one of those, like you ever seen those lampshades that have like the turning lampshade. You could see the images flickering on the wall. Yeah. that was my mind trying to figure out whose <laughs> Who's face smashed Who's the Who voice. This? Yeah,
2: I love that scene too because you know uh, Omega is like, oh, "What is yeah. this for? Oh, it's to so have cute. fun? So cute. And
0: what is the purpose me, of it this?
2: Was, it was very uh, baby Yoda on Sorgan. You know yeah. how he just becomes." The apple of everybody's yep. eye and stuff like that. Um, the reference and, to the
0: Mandalorian, just saying. Yeah. Just to saying. me, that was
2: the that was, you know, the moment Omega was over. You know, to use a wrestling term, there. Like for me, that's when she got over because it was just like, okay, she really is just this pure innocent character. That whatever happens in this series is going to be more or less the imprint that is yeah. put on her. You yeah. know? Oh like, yeah. It's really interesting. Um, she's as clean as clean slates. It's like, a,
0: yeah, exactly, like a clean slate. The only thing she knows ha- about is cloning, basically, mm-hmm. and because every well, we once don't in even a while, know how
2: much she knows yeah. about that, you know, like true,
0: we don't. But she's gonna be the, you know, she's gonna be kind of like the. Um, anytime, anytime in the story, they're gonna need to know something about cloning. She's just gonna happen to know that little bit of information to help things yeah. along. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like the inhibitor chip. I'm yeah. interested to see how they pull that back, you know, why does she why does she know about the inhibitor chip? Like I know in the first episode she was referred to as medical aid, but like you're letting a clone know about the inhibitor chips. Mm-hmm. Like it's a little interesting. It's a little like okay, that doesn't seem like it's something if you're creating these th- characters to be controlled by this chip, why would you give a character that could possibly give them a heads up? knowledge of that
0: right you know, and let's it. talk about when cut says cam owens don't create without a purpose what's mm-hmm. hers so who's the girl who's the girl <laughs> exactly oh my god so many callbacks <laughs> i ugh, i love it um so yeah that line was yeah what is hers and if she knows about the inhibitor
1: chip are we segueing into this topic um now?
0: not yet because there's some other stuff in this episode that's obviously important okay. but um Um, Sue. Woo! Finally, we get a mom who actually
1: giant weapon. A giant is just
0: a badass, and also gets to live. Thank you. I
2: I have to cut in here because Sue leads into the most important and interesting thing to happen in this episode. We got a freaking Nexu, guys! (laughs) We got a Nexu. (laughs) What is
0: that? I saw your tweet, like. Oh, yeah, my God. we did get a next. I had a next toy scary when I was a kid. Cat like <sighs> thing that tries to. Eat oh
2: yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, shout out Attack of the Clones. Yeah, man. yeah that was out. another yeah, very man. cool um, callback. Yeah, but like honestly, though, to me, you know, we we talked about huh, Omega's a, a female t- with all these males, like the masculine, feminine dynamic there, mm-hmm. um, and you have Hunter who goes and and rushes out uh, you know, to stand in front of them, a go very like, you know, masculine thing to do, run out with your knife, you know, to, right. to stop the predator. She's just like, whereas <laughs> the, the mother gains the perspective and, you know, uh, takes the more tactical approach there. And it, it takes both of them to save, you know, to save her. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that really, really interesting. And I, I'm probably getting really flexible here. I'm doing a little bit of Star Wars yoga, but um, <laughs> having... We like that on on Out Here <laughs> yes. in the Unknown Regions. Yes. We like flexibility and, and weird being... We like talking about things that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Crosshair climbs up in the towers in the first episode to gain perspective to defeat their enemy that they're facing. And then Sue oh. does it in the second episode. I don't know. Oh, Just, it, It's really interesting. Yeah, that is me. interesting. Is. I didn't
1: think about that wow it is that is
0: interesting lots um, of climbing happening i mean and caleb up in the trees too he was yeah. yeah oh
1: yeah. he
0: had a different perspective from up there
1: oh that's cool too how he crosshair shot at him and that he climbs up in a tower yeah. oh this was, okay. i don't know
0: a lot of up and down going on here there is um
1: i wonder are yeah. ever gonna get
2: jetpacks though these are the real questions know. <laughs> <need> <laughs> <laughs> That's really what this whole story is about. Is just about how they all get their. Yeah, yes. at the,
0: episode sixteen. It's gonna
2: be the climax. Here's your yeah, jetpacks, guys. It's gonna be on Mandalore. They're <laughs> gonna be Bo-Katan. and she's just gonna be like, "Hey, I have these extra uh, <laughs> jetpacks. You guys want them?" Yeah, yes. exactly.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, I had to. I did remember the episode of the Clone Wars with Cut and Sue ve- pretty well. Like, oh, I remembered.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. Oh. Cut just really. Doesn't give an F, and he's just got himself a very nice looking lady now, and some a built in family. Like again, he's vibing. Family, well, he had... found family, chosen family. Uh, th- he had them in uh
2: in that episode of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It was like I, I, I am not the biggest rememberer of stuff that happens in the Clone Wars because there's so many freaking episodes that i lose track of
1: Nah, i got you bro this one though but
0: this one i remember i'm saying like that one stood out to me because it was such a different perspective for a clone at the time now we're kind of used to them doing stuff like that but
1: oh yeah but that was at the time that was like like, whoa
0: whoa. (laughs) a deserter huh can that even happen
1: hair that's crazy
0: and a good and a hot (laughs) wife Twilight. yeah like what um but I, like this whole episode, the uh, you know the big theme clearly is, like, as it all as it kind of always is, all it's either in the forefront or in the background of found family, chosen family, family. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Who you want to be with? And you know, <laughs> I'm kind of getting a little tired of the Star Wars trope of the dad figure trying to get rid of their child. <laughs> like. Can we stop doing that, maybe? <laughs> but even in this case, um, they it need to start left from room, a place of fear, mom. It left room for Omega to make that choice, which was a good thing. Like we yeah. definitely, we definitely wanted to see her make the choice to stay with the Bad Batch instead of going with what could have been a real sweet setup, like well, great and- family. Obviously, like it makes me wonder, like why the heck did she choose to stay with them exactly? Because if well, it were that, me, that's... I'd have been like, yeah, I'm going to go. Oh, Colin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think there's two things there. One, that's a very Anakin Shmi in reverse. Oh, kind of very. Even the turning around and um, looking back and all of that. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the, the choice to stay with Hunter, you know, to me was Ezra wanting to stay with Kanan, um, where he says to him, I, Ezra says to, to Kanan, I don't want the best teacher, I want you. And then he's like, well, that's <laughs> yeah. not what I meant. Yeah. But <laughs> Kanan's like, no, I get it. Uh, it was very evocative of that. And, very. And that, that idea, or, or that, that moment happens in that episode of Rebels. It's called, um, not Path of the Jedi, something about, it's the one where, uh, you know, they try to, he tries to take, Ezra to to go with Luminar and Dooley who's dead and Mm -hmm. um, that conversation centers around the do or do not there's no try and I'm gonna just do and to me that's what Hunter kind of is is starting towards here is like okay I was trying to do what is best for her like but I'm just going to do this dad thing and just do what is actually you know do what Meets what's best for her with what she right. wants. You know, we forget about that—that that free will that children have. You know, um, <laughs> F- that gets kind what of <laughs> beaten out of us in in Western culture. You know, of that, like, hey, maybe they actually want to have a say. Yeah, right. You know, in, in this kind of thing. So, and you especially being an educator,
1: right? Like, that's that's got to be an oh yeah theme. And I've also been involved a little bit with teaching. And actually, it's, that's a good point. I kind of thought of something like that when she was kind of – when they freak out when she, like, runs off to go do something, I was just like, bro, I don't know. Let her let her go do that thing. I mean, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, She's clearly got something out by the universe. Just, like, she's got plans. Do, let her do her thing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but but that's, like, plans. it's just so – It's yeah. so interesting because, like, every year it happens where kids will ask me, like, well, what, should, what should I do? I'm like, I don't know. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And they look at me like you're the teacher. You're supposed to have the answer. And I'm like, I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> yes. And, and they they're like, well, I'll do that. All right, cool, do that for sure. And they're just sure. like, what? But it's they're they're so like our culture is is programmed people so much to you know we can only do the right things and we can't make mistakes. And if you make a mistake, it's a comment on your your worth as a person and stuff like that. Um, and so stories like this that are, are debunking that myth more or less is are really important because, you know, when, and, and, and mind you, there are a lot of teachers who who do this kind of stuff. This is not like something that I'm like miraculously some superhero (laughs) doing, but like it, it is so ingrained that I can count on it every year that me just letting the kids do what they think is best and giving them the freedom of choice, you know, within you know reason obviously (laughs) but it's it's something that i'm going to spend the first nine weeks fighting an uphill battle for no matter how good this one teacher here this one teacher there has been at, at allowing that beforehand our culture as a whole has taken away that that idea that children have choice and have agency and stuff like that and so when we talk about omega being you know this blank slate like talk about getting agency like right. she has you know she's really getting that for the first time and and she has you know these people that she's looked up to that she's idolized for however long you know she's been alive that she you know like we talked about with the idea of perfection and wholeness and the number five and so like this is where she belongs and whether they realize it or not whether she realizes it or not you know um they are are making those choices now and she's making that choice and and hunter has to be willing to say like all right maybe that is what's best for her and if i'm going to be a good parent and a good leader like i have to sacrifice necessarily what's easy for me for what's best for her
0: yeah my favorite one of my favorite well it was probably my favorite line in the whole episode was um when he she says look i i i know i have a lot to learn and blah 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 he's like so do I, obviously. Like, I thought I was making yeah. the right decision for you. And you clearly disagree. And he, you know, and he's not mad. You know, he starts the episode when she when she runs out past the fence and gets attacked by the next zoo, And he's really angry and he kind of starts to let her have it <laughs> and then cuts like, dude, oh. <laughs> she's not a soldier. Like you get she's a kid. And he literally yeah. does the Disney, uh, you know, cast member thing and gets down on his knees Mm -hmm. and gets on her level and is like, are you okay? It's okay. We all make mistakes. Gives her a big hug. And Hunter's standing there like, (laughs) what? Okay. And like, he learns right away. Like, yeah, I got to get, I got to get this idea that this is, you know, this is is something I don't know anything about. Parenting, uh, what? Like, that's why he was like, I'm not the right parent for you. You need to go with Cut and Sue. You're going to be so much better off.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting, too, to think of the fact that they come from a parentless place. Right. Like, there was just nothing to work. Like, at least with Din, he had parents, and he understands the perspective of being a child and losing your parents. But to never have parents is a very interesting
0: right
1: mix that it's right?
0: oh it's so that's actually good. something i haven't
1: thought of until this moment that's so they, interesting the yeah. whole
0: parenting found family chosen family all of that stuff like that this episode just really nailed it they're doing perfectly. a really good job
1: so far with this show putting two binaries up against
0: yes, each other yes of course it's, always it's really good well, <laughs> I, but particularly
1: good in this one i think some other Shows and even some movies, that some things can kind of go like, eh, I don't really know what they're trying to do. Like, but- here's a perfect,
0: literally by Western standards, you know, old-fashioned mom, dad, 2.4 kids, boy, girl, perfect little unit of a family. Yeah. And, of course, Hunter's going to look at that as, well, obviously you should go with them. Like, obviously. Right, right. Look at us. We're a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. Dude, like messed up like soldiers like who were wanted men like what obviously you need to go with them Mm -hmm. so he didn't do it i don't feel like he did it because he was like i i can't have a kid around it was just he really did seem it was more of a like a din situation where it's like no you need to stay with this nice widow lady and her adorable daughter and and farm shrimp like this is a much better life for you yeah <laughs> and, well, and he that was idea trying but perfection
2: then- and imperfection you know yeah like he sees this perfect idea he sees himself as imperfect but we have to find that balance of continuing to strive for perfection while also acknowledging that we can't be right like and but
0: for her, the Bad Batch is her perfect family. Like that's right. who she, like, like he says, if this is where you want to be, then this is where you'll stay.
2: but, but and she's even so happy before the that, the Before that, when he's like, I obviously have a lot to learn too, that's vulnerability right there. Yeah. And that is, that being able to be vulnerable is the balance between perfection and imperfection like that is the, the the counterpoint. When you are so focused on the perfect side, you are, you know, talking big about yourself, you're not able to actually be vulnerable. When you're so far on the imperfect side, you are, for lack of a better term, you know, you're so focused on your weaknesses, you know, you don't have the strength to be vulnerable, vulnerable, because anything that makes you feel even more imperfect is going to drag you down even further right right so vulnerability is that 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 fulcrum more or less and so to see him you know uh, again through my experience in teaching and and again i'm not the only one that does this there are a lot of great teachers that do this but not a lot of teachers will admit and not a lot of adults will admit that they were wrong in front of a kid you know um or or even you know in front of other people um and so to see hunter do that was to me was really powerful and it was just because immediate seen... too it was like he didn't yeah. even
0: front not even for a second he's yeah. like you're you you're right i i need to learn just you need to learn i need to learn we all need to learn and you want to stay here so absolutely we're gonna make this hopefully work um but okay i guess first of all wrecker in his farm poncho <laughs> <laughs> Lost her mind, man. If I don't get a soft goods (laughs) wrecker Black Series figure, I'm gonna again be furious.
1: It's iconic. It's pretty iconic. My heart.
0: My heart. Mm, Look at him. They're making him into the uh, Soft boy. It's he's such a soft boy. Oh Mm -hmm. my god. I mean, that's catnip for me, you know. That's this is who I gravitate towards.
1: You like the big burly dude who's the big squeezy. mm,
0: Either either that or the or the redeemed villain. Those are my two prototypes for you must fall into one of those two categories (laughs) for me to love you um so i just had to mention that i don't even know how much more i can take like if they keep if they keep softening him like he's got a doll she gives. oh yeah we didn't talk about how she gives him back his doll Mm. oh my god i cannot i cannot i know brandon's like woman (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Trust me. Brain no, like, I'm 100 uh, percent there.
0: They are trying so hard to make this not the show everybody thought it was gonna be, which oh, I yeah, fully dude. appreciate. Thank God. Um, you asked
2: earlier which character you know I, I find the most interesting. Mm-hmm. Wrecker is the character I relate to the most. <laughs> because as much as I would like to think like I have nuance and stuff, I'm just brute force, <laughs> full speed ahead. Stumble like everywhere. I have two speeds. It's like flexing I'm of just gonna... gonks. <laughs> yeah. Brandon's always lifting gonks. I'm like I'm like a meathead, but also a giant softy, and like. My two speeds are either, well, if we just hit it harder, it'll probably start to work, or I need my stuffed animal because I'm very emotional right now. Like, there's no middle for me. Um, and so, like, I'm literally like, I've got my Loth Wolf here, I've got my Ahsoka plush. Like, those are my two speeds that I go. So I relate very much. I to like record. to blow stuff up
3: because I like to blow,
2: stuff, I up. Like to blow stuff up. Yes. Yes yes god yes. he's the best
0: i'm never getting over you're it
2: thinking i'm not influenced by other people <laughs> yeah like, that's a very that's a very brandon thing yeah, absolutely
0: um okay can we just talk about why cut and hunter are walking around in town with troopers everywhere and they do not think that they need to conceal their faces why that just bugged me like what are you guys doing they're going to recognize you. He, Y'all look the same. He kind of had a big hat
2: on. He's, Come on. That's disguised everything in movies. Haven't you ever watched a, uh, you know, Captain America? They just put the hat on. I know. I understand. Liz,
0: <laughs> like, What's that show? Hannah Montana. I, I get it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, Hated in then, plain sight. But then at the end, the one trooper's like, hey, yeah. your face. And I'm like, yeah.
1: <laughs> his face. His
0: face. Do something about that, sir. Besides yeah. mutton chops. Like, that's not going to help you very much. <laughs>
2: Um, Let's just say they might recognize my face. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I just had to bring that up because I
1: thought it was dumb. Uh, yeah, a little odd. That—that I, I that was a, the one I thing. I have where a
0: question. Was like, Ugh, what?
2: The—the the markings on Hunter's face—is that supposed to be paint, or is that supposed to be part of the modification? This
0: is something that occurred to me during the Clone Wars episodes, and I completely forgot it until you just brought it up because I'm already so used to looking at him. Yeah. yeah, I would like to know too.
2: I, I does would, he put yeah, that makeup
0: on, like, every freaking day? Because <laughs> it's yeah, flawless. And,
2: like, <laughs> if he does, how is it not running? Because, yes, like, he's, clearly he's, you know, sweating a little bit. I mean,
0: maybe it's a tattoo. Like, some of those other clones went and got tattoos, oh, you know? Oh, Yeah, that, that, would that would hurt. That much face tattooing? That hurt. Yeah.
2: Like, that's some Darth Maul level, like, She's He's uh, a badass uh, for sitting masochism. through that. I, I don't know if I'm, that's the word, but okay. I'm more so interested
1: about... Wreckers, Wrecker's
0: thing. Scar. Yeah, I would really like to know his eye. It's a one big eye. one,
1: and it's right on the brain. Like, it's, like, right there.
0: Also Cyclops. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Star Wars likes a Cyclops. True. Occasionally. True. He's kind of their Cyclops. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to know about that, too. And I'm hoping we get, maybe... Uh, uh, that seems like something that would fall into a comic book at some point later, but...
2: Maybe, yeah. Yeah, but, like, when we talk about, like, you know, representation and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like, how... How awesome would that be to have somebody who has, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, this deformity, Oh yeah, you know, um, that, you know, like, Wreckers clearly happened through, to me, through some kind of, you know, explosion or getting shot or some kind of, something through war. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, but there's an I mean, amputee in, yeah, you know. True. Yeah. So. True. I think if you're going to have that kind of, you know, representation there for, you know, people who, who. Who's uh, their skin does not look the same as everybody else's skin? Yeah, like, that's an important thing because I remember, I can't remember the the uh, disease or, or or whatever you would call, but where somebody's like partially black and partially white, like they have the patches. You guys know what I'm talking yeah, about?
0: Yeah, it's um, uh, uh, empatigo. Is that what it's called?
2: Something like that. I remember in high school. That's the first time I saw somebody um with that, and it like and. Obviously, like, it's not true anymore, but it it made my skin curl a little bit because I was not – I had never seen anything like it before. Mm -hmm. I wasn't prepared for that. I I didn't know that that was something that someone could have. Now, obviously now, like, I'm much smarter – I'm not much smarter, but I'm smarter (laughs) than I was at 16, you know, and, like, I understand it now and and how – but, like, to give that to – in a cartoon to kids – to where hopefully they don't have that reaction when they meet somebody, you know, and that's the important thing about representation is it's like as much about like seeing yourself on screen as it is allowing you to see other people on screen. So Mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot of potential um, there that I'm very intrigued by how they're going to approach that.
1: Yeah. The whole idea of inclusivity, I it's tough. I'm, I'm I can see how it would be tough because it's, all the same person right like the whole cast mm-hmm. consists of the same looking dude essentially mm-hmm. just variations on the theme um yeah i guess I'm, I'm just agreeing with you brandon i i am also interested to see what they do with that because uh, they already did you know they did the thing with including a female clone like that's pretty big that's never been done before that that's kind of cool and i, I don't know i'm just i'm wondering what they where they go with that stuff
0: um well unless
1: but clearly th- th- oh th- clearly though sorry really quick the whole thing with like medical conditions i mean that that's a huge theme like you can be appreciated regardless of what medical condition you have that's big and also um the moment i because i never have seen i never saw the pictures of this omega character apparently there were pictures released of her um yeah
0: there were quite a while ago
1: seeing her on screen was the first time i've seen that character and i thought trans like because it she does not look totally feminine you know like it's not and her voice doesn't even really sound totally feminine i mean i think it's it could be a very nice effort to be inclusive about you know i don't
0: think there's any possible way that wasn't on their minds when they created that character that it definitely i did see the pictures ahead of time but and my my immediate thought when i first saw the picture was that looks like little boba fett Mm. but a more feminized version yeah so I kind of had a maybe inkling that she was a clone but Mm -hmm. um, didn't know for sure Like, like why are they making her look so much like them if she's not a clone but, you know, well, whatever. did I That's ask when we were watching
1: it? When I was watching yes, it the first time? I asked if she... Because I was confused, We're man. sitting there like, watching it,
0: and he's like, wait a minute. Is she a clone? I'm like, can you stop <laughs> asking questions and just watch the freaking show, please? I'm not going to drop the big spoiler while you're literally sitting here watching it. Um, Brandon, she
1: doesn't like watching TV with me. He and drives it makes me nuts.
0: Me nuts. I Dude. like going to the movie theater because he has to maintain <laughs> some sort of decorum and not talk the whole time. This whole quarantine time, when we're watching stuff at home, I just like, Jesus Lord, Bruh. please give me the patience to not <laughs> put my fist Jesus Lord in his face right now. The Alpha um, and Omega, please. Yes, please. Um. So, but that was my immediate thought too. Like they are implying. I feel like visually, because we only had the visual at the time. Definitely. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah. Definitely uh, implying some. Like a trans character-esque is what my impression was. And now that we know she's genetically female, but also a clone, yeah. that is, there's no way that I mean, they are purpose. very
1: close to just saying, this yeah. is a trans the, kid. Like, like, they never gender, say it, but...
0: Gender fluid, like, don't even try to put her in a box. It's not going to work. Yeah. Um, well, can't. do
1: they ever... Do they ever say... I don't want to get... We can we can get bogged down on this topic, but I know they have uh, you had you, you had something you were segueing to. But uh, did they ever in the show say that this character was a girl?
0: Yes, she says she is yeah. genetically female.
1: Okay, cool. Um,
0: or Tech says it, or I think Tech says it. Um, Interesting, man.
1: Yeah, there's uh, something to unpack there. There's definitely stuff to unpack there.
0: Well, what I was segueing to is, um, unless anyone else had other little things they wanted to bring up about this episode, because Omega is such a huge topic, yeah. Um, I was ready to like segue into Omega Time.
2: Oh. Okay. But do you have like any- that should be the, the title of, of a section. You should have an interest on in, Omega Time. Omega <laughs> Time. time, time,
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> because, well, in this, Brandon, did you have anything else you wanted to- No, um,
2: not on that topic now
0: um oh one little thing is um now the empire has their ship on record which is not a great Mm -hmm. thing um because they you know put a boot on it they registered it they have this ship now well they they, no they escaped but they have this they Uh. know now like okay they were on this planet that's this ship they're in that ship still i don't think that ship has a they haven't given it a name or anything yet
1: Mm.
0: um that I know of. Did they? They haven't yet. Uh, I don't I think so. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> you know, it's kind of like okay, well, now they have Dinjaron's face on record. Now they have.
1: Yeah. Now they
0: know for a fact that they were on that planet, and they are in that ship, and they have a child.
1: You know, it would be they really have cool. Her... Well, Sorry, I think I'm jumping a gun a little bit, but it would be a really cool character interaction to have Crosshair and, um, Callus in a scene together. Callus cuz couldn't they have them in a scene together? Wouldn't that work? Oh, he would be young, like way young. Yeah,
0: they could, maybe. Mm. Depends on how old he is. I don't know how old Callus was, but well, maybe. Well, you brought how up
1: old Caleb is.
0: You brought up the possibility of Cal Kestis popping up, which
1: I always wouldn't... say that and they never do it, so I know, I'm not getting my hopes But home. this could be <laughs> it.
0: Like this would make the most sense, to be honest.
1: I'm not getting my ho- stop. Just stop. I don't want to talk about it.
0: Okay, I won't talk about it, but I would be in... that. That makes Well, no,
1: sense. Cal, Cal, Cal Kestis would be a child, like, still, during this time. Because Order 66 just happened.
0: Well, I know, but I'm saying he could pop up. Like, they could oh. come across him at some point. It would make sense. It would, he's, I like, guess. on the it run really... or whatever. Yeah. Also. I don't know. Wouldn't be mad about it.
1: I would not be either. He's a great <laughs> character. They are not using him at all.
0: Okay, so in this particular episode, Omega... Because I've I've been ever since those promo pictures came out, and I was immediately like, Oh my god, third eye. Okay. She knows what's up. Whoever this person is, she knows she knows everything. Um and is like somehow specially gifted or powerful in some way, because she's got the third eye. But in this episode, she takes it off. And I was a little shocked that she took it off already. What did you think about that?
2: I wasn't shocked. I didn't think of the third eye thing. To me, that looked very much like a crown or mm. some kind of um, marking of her. Yeah, a head headdress headpiece of some sort, like marking her almost as like the princess of princess of Camino. You know, and to me, that her taking too. that off and literally, like she literally lets her hair loose. Yeah. Um, to me was her stepping into that, rebel resistance kind of um idea so to me it was just her her making the choice and you see how hard it was I don't think
0: no she was not happy about like she was sad at that moment when she took it off and was like okay well I am choosing to leave that behind me whatever Mm -hmm. that meant for her like that's why I was a little confused because she it i didn't get the impression that she felt put upon at all by what she her life on camino like it seemed like cuz um well, Na, nala say has one of those things on her head too so it was almost like marking her as her child like i was saying before yeah. nala say Se really seems to have an affinity for her and the other and the other um members of the bad batch so maybe it was just to connect them in that way but again, like I can't ignore it when somebody's like literally wearing a thing in the middle of their forehead. Yep. Like I can't. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you fair. know me. You know how I am. You know how I see stuff like that, and it's like, oh my god, it's a third eye. Um. So I guess I was. I I get what you're saying, and I d- it did feel like that was the moment where she's like, okay, I'm leaving behind the letting the past die, to move on with this new family. Um. But she didn't seem real thrilled about it either. Yeah, so I, I wonder if it's she necessarily
2: disliked her life on Camino. Like, I don't think she had it rough or anything like that in particular. You know, I think Mm-mm. she just, again, belonging. Like sometimes where you belong and where you're comfortable are not the same thing.
0: That's true. Um, Colin is going to be momentarily absent, just so you know, Brandon. So it's Sounds me. Good. It's me and Space Sun only for the moment. I'll be back. <laughs> He'll be back. He said. Um... Yeah, I just don't know. I'm like, God, they gave her the... Ugh, I can't get over... I can't get past it. Like, that's... You don't put a thing in the middle of somebody's forehead like that.
2: When you're Dave well, I Filoni. Mean, you talked about her having, you know, knowledge and yes. stuff like that. Like, Yeah. It could be... It'll be interesting if maybe they have to go back and get that because it has some piece of knowledge or something in it. it oh,
0: be, I didn't even you think know? about that. Um, so...
2: Or maybe there's some kind of communicator for you know, maybe. for her to connect with Nalise or something. Ooh. Yeah.
0: See you're you're thinking very practically minded where I'm just like, No, third
2: eye. <laughs> well, I I think they if you gotta remember but it, could be it both is a kid's show. All. So yeah, yeah. It's it's if they're gonna present that idea, you kinda have to be more or less heavy handed because like even you know, I didn't even make that association at all, you know, as a, you know, well-educated person who literally spends, you know, all of his life around stories. Like my job is about stories and storytelling at the, at the end of the day and how they work and stuff. And I didn't see that. So like, you can't expect a seven-year-old to see that you've got. to. Oh be, no, I, you know? I wouldn't either, so, but, no, 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 but, but like I you're know, saying, know, it could
0: be, it could definitely it's be have be some both. practical. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's got to have some practical way to execute on, on that idea.
0: Um, yeah, and then like you were saying, the whole thing where her hair just came down to, it was, Mm -hmm. again, I just felt like, um, that was a real, to me, represented like a very, um, kind of like a non-binary gender fluid type of a moment for her because it would seem more like the... There there are definitely very feminine things about her but there are also very, there are also masculine things about her and literally she is a male clone made female. Yeah. So what or, you know they manipulated her genetics so that she would re- you know genetically be a female. Um and why again like they're they say it flat they put it in your face and me- flat out why what is her purpose there has to be a purpose for them doing this and I, I i mean i might as well just come out with it um i think she is a force sensitive clone uh that's my theory and i'm sticking with it for now and it's one
2: of the prevailing ones that i've been hearing it
0: uh, is it because i like i said i haven't really yeah. been looking around too much at what other people think but there's tons of evidence for it already. Like, within two episodes, like, her lucky shot with the blaster. First time I've ever shot a blaster and she hits the mark perfectly. Exhibit A. Exhibit B, she clearly has some sort of Im- impact. She's some sort of an empath into it. Um, has that feature about her when she's talking to Crosshair and saying, like, I know, I know this isn't your fault. I understand that could you know and a lot of people are like well, well maybe that's just just from what i've seen on the timeline i've seen some people say like well that's her clone specialty like that's what they've manipulated her to be good at okay that's fair that could be true too but the being the the <laughs> the picking up of the blaster for literally the first time and hitting what she was supposed to hit that's not Like okay, then she would have to have two. Like she would have to also be a sharpshooter. Then, like
2: yeah, like crosshair scene. That scene made me think. Like, does she have all of their capabilities? That's fair too. That's fair too. But because I like my initial reaction to her, like uh, you know, talking to crosshair was oh, that's kind of like hunters being able to, you know, feel the energy. Kind of thing, but I th- I do think now after having the second episode and everything, um, that it does feel like yeah they're probably going more the force sensitive route.
0: And plus, uh, again, they are drawing direct comparisons between her and Ezra, her and Rey, mm-hmm. like they're they're force sensitives Like why well, are you doing and- that then? If you're if you're not trying to make us sit up and take notice, like oh. These are these are the these are very direct comparisons. You know what I mean.
2: Well, and my my working theory right now is you know they were trying to create these force sensitive clones. You know for the midi and everything right, right, right. like that. And since Anakin was human, you start with human. The human obviously didn't work. So okay, who's the next? You know, in terms of most midi chlorians, well, it's Yoda. So let's clone this Yoda species. Um, yep, it, that seems to be. Something that makes sense. I I hope her being force sensitive doesn't become the central like storyline here. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine with it being like, yeah, they made her. She's force sensitive, and now that knowledge is lost or whatever. Like, it could be a re. I'm not, I'm not against it being a reason for her to, um, you know, be so pursued or be so valuable or whatever it may be. But I don't want another like. Hey, here's another Force Sensitive. Ta-da! Like, everybody's Force Sensitive, so nobody really matters. You know? like- <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, what? I, my, initial, my initial working theory is that this was something that Nala, say, did off the books. That she was that. like...
3: Hmm.
0: <laughs> it was basically a science project for her. She's like, I'm going to create, first of all, a female... Because Ooh. maybe she wants a daughter. Who knows? I mean, she's like I said, she's definitely got affinity for her. Um, and then you know, we just have Yoda's extra DNA laying around from that one time he was in the hospital. So let's yeah. let me see what I can cook up, and it worked. But she, but at this point, now with the Empire being the way it is, she's like, oh hell no, I'm not going to let anybody know about this because she would be public, in, they would either try to get her on their side or they'd try to kill her immediately if they knew. For sure. She's obviously very good at hiding and keeping her secrets. So, um, but then again, like this all ties together with them eventually wanting Grogu's DNA and all those weird test tube, snoky looking things in that mm-hmm. episode of the Mando. And then, of course, leading to Palpatine and his whole strand cast, whatever, whatever <laughs> that we try not to think about too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It all ties together, in other words Like, I'm seeing it I'm connecting the dots in my head I'm probably crazy um, But anyway
1: I mean, It is only I'm, episode two it is only You'll episode get your two. answer probably I only soon. needed
0: episode one I'm like, oh, she, oh she's for sensitive Like, uh, yeah, that's probably what's happening And then um, There was something else Oh, just her, again, her name being Omega um, yeah. As a, you know Jesus-y type figure, having special powers, being the only, you know, this is godlike. She's not only a clone with enhanced, you know, an enhanced genetic blueprint, <clears throat> but now she's Force-sensitive, too.
1: I think it would be really cool if she was Force-sensitive, but she didn't like that she was Force-sensitive. Because I feel like every one of the clones in the Bad Batch, they... Like, they okay more or less like each other but they don't like that they have these problems they just have been like okay well yeah, you don't i don't think this. that they
0: don't you think they don't like it i feel like they
1: i think they wrecker
0: loves it let's just be clear maybe <laughs> yeah, maybe i'm wrong life. maybe i'm wrong
1: but maybe but maybe in it in it in and of itself that might be the thing that's interesting is like her force ability is the handicap
2: well and like perceived I, I as such think- Colin, I see. I kind of see it your way um, because I think it's kind of like one of those things where they would rather not have it, but since there is no reality in which they couldn't have it yeah. and just be a normal clone, then you know they've just kind of okay. Well, I'm going to lean into it, and what can I do with that, right? Like, um, like with my ADHD, for example. Like, I would love not to have ADHD, <laughs> but there is no world in which I can't. So. Then I have learned how to take advantage of that For sure. to be productive and, and use what is perceived as a negative as more of a positive. For you sure. Know? Um, or you know, there's there's so many variations of of that story, and so I yeah I kind of see it that way where. They wouldn't have, if they got to choose, they wouldn't have chosen it, but they're, you know, they're not resentful of it either.
1: Yes, yes. So I think we're both, I'm I'm with you too, Mom. Like, I, I think the record clearly enjoys being able to break things. <laughs> um, But, you know, I guarantee you they started from a place that was not like that. Like, I, guarantee, I mean, you know how they get messed with. Like, we see it, right? Yeah. And I'm assuming they've kind of grown into their own, like, they've grown into their own skin. And now they're like, oh, you won't mess with me for the thousandth time okay well now i'm gonna do this so like they can do that now but i think probably you know like all kids that start in elementary school they see themselves as the other ones out immediately once they're told it it's like it makes them feel really bad they make a
0: very good point of making it clear like the other clones do not like them obviously they are the outcasts they are the outcasts
1: but the thing that even though
0: they're very good at what they do they still are like no we don't want you
1: Right. The thing that I'm really interested of on with Omega is how is she going to be incorporated into this group? Because right now she doesn't sit well with me being in the Bad Bats group, actually. I think that she if if she is like we again, we don't really know that much anyway, but mm-hmm. if she turns out to be another genetically mutated clone, then I would think I would personally like to see how her childlike nature and like her clean slatedness becomes one that is mixes with the personalities and their similarities of the five members of the original or
2: sorry is there four
1: original or five original
2: well there oh there was the there's the four plus echo yeah, but right also right. in the first episode or yeah the first episode when they're talking to tarkin when the caminoans are talking to tarkin um, they say that there are 5 left. So Right 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 right. There's clearly this has been something that they've been playing around with for a while and only so many have survived, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she does make a point to be like there're only 5 left, okay. as if there well, had been more but they
1: Didn't work out. But it intrigues me thinking about what is going to be the thing that messes with her. Like, what's going to be the thing that takes her down a notch? Like, you know, she's free right now and, like, she's running around and she's having fun. But, I mean, for character development, there has to be some kind of conflict. And what is that conflict going to be? I think it would be very interesting to use the one thing that all of Star Wars, everyone's like, you're a god if you have the Force. Like, if I have the Force, I'm powerful. I can do all this stuff. No one's ever like, yeah, but, like,
0: Bummer. I didn't ask for this.
1: You know? <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah. ask for this. I mean Anakin isn't like that. No he was embracing. He yeah. Um every we've never seen a character be like like this is a drag. Like even Ezra, we got close with Ezra, but Ezra was feeling the power. Like he enjoyed the power and he almost you know, he was weaning pretty dark, actually, for a time. So if I remember correctly. But Yeah. You know, we haven't seen that before. I, I would think that would be awesome. Like, to to have the Bad Batch being like, you are four cents. That's yeah. crazy. And then she's like, yeah. Maybe. It would be cool if she knew she was. And she wasn't telling them. Because that's her thing. That's embarrassing.
0: That would be interesting. See what if I'm she thinking? That's know. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Hmm. These are all very interesting ideas.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, again, like, if she, if she ages, like, ten years in a week, <laughs> it's gonna be really oh, weird.
1: <laughs> that would be so funny. And she just It'd all be of just a sudden, like
0: Groot. It, and just all of a sudden has like mega force power, and she's like, I don't know what to do with it. Help! Um, yeah. Very,
1: very Elsa, Anna, and Elsa vibes. Kind
0: of, yeah, yeah. Anyway, conceal,
1: don't feel, bro.
0: Honestly, again, like. To me, she has the potential to be
1: very cool. Very cool.
0: Uh, you know, Ahsoka level interesting AF. Mm-hmm. If they if they use a her unique question. character, very. I mean, it, I she's the most unique character I remember in a very long time.
1: Yeah, honestly. since Ahsoka. I mean,
0: I don't know if you were down. You might not have been down here when we were talking about how it's the whole gender fluidity and um. Oh yes. All of that with her in and of itself.
1: Oh yeah, dude. is
0: utterly unique in star wars like
1: mm-hmm. I- the accent's cool i like the accent of the character like the literal vote like yeah, diction. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and i like the look is a new look i mean with that headpiece it's very cool it actually in a weird way reminds me of the girl from the kong movies like the little girl she reminds me of her oh yeah
2: um I get a lot of Rey vibes from her. Cause if you of course, think about, a lot. Like, a lot. Ahsoka starts as annoying and grows into this great <laughs> character. Luke starts as annoying and grows. Both like, of you Anakin. to admit that. No, absolutely she does. Absolutely yeah. she does. That's the point. Right, right. That's right, the right. thing that bothers me. Like, people are, oh, you know luke and last jedi he just hates everything it's like no that's the point you idiot like he needs to change like mace windu is supposed to be terrible yes i hate him (laughs) but i'm supposed to okay whereas like ray you start off and she's very likable Mm -hmm. you know like you you feel for her and same thing with omega here like she's very likable, very uh, empathetic, very like, adorable. Very much you, you want to take care yeah. of her, you want to make wanna sure she's like, okay,
0: her. yeah, it's
2: like, immediate, Luke, it feels like it would be a little bit of a drag, to be around, <laughs> you know, Tatooine Luke, to start out <laughs> with, or Octo Luke, to start out yeah. with, but like, they grow into these characters, so it's interesting, that they have now set up, you know, your main character in the sequel trilogy, you know, your heroine, as this character who's very soft and gentle in in the beginning and now you have omega who's very soft and gentle in the beginning and and ray of course like and this is something that a lot of people that complain about her character miss like her change is very internal very nuanced that if you don't stop and actually you know do this thing called thinking um it's a new new science that some people are trying but when you do it <laughs> you actually start to realize how big ray's journey is And so I'll be interested to see, you know, they're taking... To me, I see them taking that idea of... They're not going to change a lot on the outside. It's not going to be like, you know, going from you know, Tatooine Luke to Return of the Jedi Luke. It's not going to be that big of a shift, but if you pay attention, it's all there. Unless and she
0: ages th- rapidly and is not an adult by the end of the season. Could,
2: could be. I don't think, I, I don't subscribe to that particular theory. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that
0: I do I either. Mean, it's just like, oh, well, that would be very interesting though. Yeah.
2: yeah. so weird. Um, but to be presenting this uh, this character to, you know, in a kid's show, yeah. um, in a cartoon where if you don't have her go through this big change, like, if they have her, you know, by the end of the season, she's in, like, full armor and full Bad Batch everything, like, I feel <laughs> like her. it's a really big missed opportunity to set up, you know, the future generation of Star Wars fans as as actual people who, like, you know... St- think and, and mm. critically think and look at the nuance of the stories rather than just the broad stroke. Yes
1: sir. Yes sir. Preach.
2: That,
0: snaps to that. That dude. seems like a very lovely last word on on yes. on these two episodes. So I'm yes. probably gonna say that's a wrap on these two episodes yeah. in our discussion.
1: That's was a good discussion. Um, yeah, you know, I like I like that we grouped the two of them together because honestly, they work. Those two episodes, you might as well make them one. I mean, they they like work so well together to talk about. So I think this is. I'll good. tell you
0: what. When I turned that on at two a.m. and I saw that it was seventy minutes long, I kind of oh, wanted to dude. die. And <laughs> like, are you joking me? That's
1: a film, homie. It
0: is a film, and I did fall asleep. In the middle, of it because for the first time I did. I fell asleep oh, in the middle. Not, no, it's not a commentary no. on the sh- on the episode because it's. A, a, I know, I, but I that I would be so
1: sad if I fell asleep. Oh, I know. I Ruins woke your up first. Watch. I
0: woke. I know. I woke up at like six a.m. and was like, I can't believe I fell asleep. No. I never fall asleep.
2: But have I, have I told you guys the story of uh, the end of season one of Rebels?
0: No, <laughs> I don't think so.
2: No. So it was my first year teaching, and so I was hyped for Rebels. We had watched the season together in class, like uh, my, I, Rebels posters everywhere. So nice. my kids knew, like, the season finale is coming up. They're like, are you going to watch it? Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'm gonna, like, and I did the whole, you know, Disney XD live thing, whatever, watching the last five minutes of whatever show was on beforehand. And then the next thing I hear is the end credit theme going on. And I had missed the entire season finale of Rebels. This is my first year teaching. First year teachers out there, pe- any, any teachers can empathize with that first year. You don't do much other than wake up, go to work, and go home. Yeah, and go I'm sure. Um, <laughs> You're just so, not used
0: to, your body is not used to that exactly. torture yet.
2: So, um you know, I had to spend the whole next day being like, Don't tell me oh, anything. Don't Brandon. tell me anything. Brandon. They were probably um, those so poor mad. kids. They were probably <laughs> yeah. so mad at you. No, we ended up we ended up watching it together <laughs> oh, nice. the next day. So it was it was it was a really cool experience. Why um, didn't I watched Star Wars but with yeah. my teacher. I was gonna say so I can empathize. Colin,
0: I can tell I can Come read his on, mind right bro. now, like, damn it, why didn't I have a teacher like you?
1: Brandon, my teachers at my school. If I even bring up Star Wars, they shut me out.
2: Except for Tom <laughs> Yo, Miller, who is a big yes, fan. Yes, yeah. I, I, yes. Here's I the thing. Say that. Yes. Here's the thing that really, pardon my language, it really pisses me off. We sit here, you know, or, or, or our culture sits here and wants to knock on comic books and knock on Marvel movies and Star Wars movies. And, but we study Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't make me cry right now, man. <laughs> Shakespeare was pop was pop culture. culture. I know, and people don't. He was fart talk about jokes.
3: It.
1: Oh, Like
2: yes. he he was not this great. Like new. Like this. Oh my God, he's so ascendant and so like. Yes, he was beloved, and his he was the most popular creator. You know, and in he blatantly
0: stole from other people, blatantly <laughs> yes. not even trying like, to hide
2: it. Yeah, like we. It's, he was not like high culture. Like if if you had Shakespeare if you had Shakespeare now, if, or if you had the Emmys and stuff back then, like he wouldn't have won those things. Mm-hmm. He was popular culture. He was sci-fi movies. He was Marvel movie. Like he was Star Wars. So don't sit here and tell me that you can't you know look in depth at this stuff when we have entire like you know, basically majors that are centered around studying a pop culture icon. Facts. Uh You know, like, so anyway. Well,
0: and uh, yeah. some of the composers that are now elevated to godlike status in the music school, mm. <clears throat> same, Tchaikovsky, yeah. pop culture.
1: Oh, homie. Yeah, pop culture. <laughs> like. My dude was sending mixtapes out, practically.
0: Exactly, like... Uh, it's a, Yeah, it's a I'm whole... I'm very passionate about that
1: subject, too, Brandon. Ve- um,
0: like, literally... Like, I
1: literally plan on writing a dissertation about it. It's something that is corrupt, frankly, if I'm going to be honest. It's a corrupt mindset, and it's... As as an institution such as, as... As what art is as being the highest level of human cognition that exists, essentially, um, it's pretty sad to see... So many people of, of such high intellect shutting out the very things that developed the foundation of why they are there in that position that they are in. I mean, you know, it's not like you weren't around when Beethoven was alive, you know, but you are around to see Star Wars and you are around to watch such greatness in the making and to be able to apply those things to what you do in your life is such a privilege that it's very sad for me because... I mean, yeah. I could talk I mean, about it for hours and hours and hours, but it's just such a corrupt mindset from such a high-level... I can't call it society. Like, art. You can't, you know... Shutting stuff out is the exact... Hip, like, it's the exact thing that they say you can't do, that art is subjective, you Coming know? It's, soon,
0: Colin's podcast... i podcast. ...on his dissertation about how <laughs> artists are complete jerks. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of them are.
1: Yeah, I, I, or jerks. more so that I think that there's a lot of... There's a lot of work to be done. Do
0: you know how many times I've heard him say I hate music? <laughs> Definitely more times than I've heard him say I love music. Oh, That's for yeah. damn sure. He yeah. says I hate music at least. I love like, Star once, Wars though. I love Star Wars once though. a week, the, and it's not that he ha- he says that, but it's not that he hates music. It's he hates the the what institutionalization that yeah. has surrounded it. Yeah, it's exactly. not
1: something yeah. that I so yeah subscribed to.
0: You can come on his podcast and talk about that.
1: Yeah, done. Sorry, done. I totally went on a pulpit there, but. The it's point not, being, it's
0: not unknown regions unless you go off into to, some crazy. To be fair, regions. I
2: I put I set the pulpit up for you. you. I turned. The you
0: did. Off. You did. But I mean,
1: hey, man. I mean, I'm I'm being honest when I say that I think being able to podcast, I I, I like doing that on podcast. I like going off in different directions. No, it's really? Fun. I never. I mean, but, but you know, I think <laughs> anyway. The stuff we're talking about today with this new show, um, bringing it back to what we were talking about today, um, I think. If I can give my two cents on it, I think it is a super down to earth to the common man show, and I like that. Like it, it like the characters themselves are extremely down to earth. This is not Eric Anakin Skywalker. This is not the Chosen One. We're talking no, about these are rejects, grunts.
0: outcasts. Yeah, which is salt of the earth type. We haven't got. I mean, even with the Mandalorian,
1: close with the Mandalorian. We've gotten close. With the Mandalorian. But even in that case, then you have Grogu and Mandalorian. I mean, Din Djarin is amazing. Like, he's got a jetpack. He's unkillable. Like, he <laughs> like he is a god, I would call him as. Um And I think they're going in a direction with his character that's quite humanistic, which is cool. But anyway, this show I think is super compelling to me in the fact that you can watch this show and you can consider it Star Wars and you don't need to consider it Star Wars. It's like a great show so far it's so just far. it's all around great writing and i think character development there's much room for it and this new character omega is like potentially the newest thing potentially i've seen in, groundbreaking. in a long time yeah
0: potentially we'll see so. what happens with her but even if even if they even if it's not necessarily groundbreaking still love her love it yeah love all of them um wrecker and i are registered at target if you'd like to buy us a wedding gift
1: no <laughs> register a target
0: <laughs> for it's a wedding registry never mind i was trying to be funny no one laughed let's i move don't on. understand that i'm too okay. young okay um brandon would you like to shout out yourself yes, and please. clashing sabers and where everyone can listen to you and find you
2: sure uh i'm brandon and i run <laughs> clashing sabers
0: Thing. no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, that's it. That's a <laughs> I heard you had a uh, podcast, or maybe yeah, like so you might be on Twitter. We have,
2: I don't we know. have uh, we're we're on Twitter, Instagram at Clashing Sabers. Our Facebook group is uh, Star Wars Clashing Sabers, and of course, you can find everything at ClashingSabers.net um, We have articles up there. We have an entire feed of uh, four different podcasts, five different podcasts now. I don't know. I'm losing. Wow. You're more. so big. You've lost track.
1: I know. Are you I'm, involved I'm with I'm all very the, much the recording deal. of all those podcasts? Are you recording? No. God. Okay, I was going to say.
2: I fortunately have a very great team around me that can just do things and then be like, here's this posted. And I'm like, cool. Cool, man. Um, So, you know, the force works in mysterious ways to put (laughs) put all that. There's people, great people around me. So if you want to hear all of that, um, you can find us on all of your podcatchers at Clashing Sabers. And uh, if you want to support our mission to get more Star Wars books into schools and and classrooms across the country, big deal. you can go over to patreon.com slash clashing sabers and donate there and uh, all your uh, donations are tax-deductible because we are a nonprofit, and a hundred percent of the money that we raise goes to buying and shipping books to fantastic teachers uh, across the country. So we've been able to uh, affect hundreds, um, soon to be thousands, of kids uh, across the country and teachers and everything. And as a teacher, I can say, like, just having a new book come into the classroom, let alone something as important as Star Wars and something that connects with kids as much as Star Wars is a big deal and can make somebody who isn't a reader or not interested in school um, to to change the page. And I actually had one student one year who was not interested at, in Star Wars at all. We got some new Star Wars books and, and she read them and got really into... Um, the books and everything, and then the next year when she was in fifth grade, she came to me and was like, "Look what I can play!" and she played the Star Wars theme on her trumpet and, and stuff like that. So it, it really can Ooh. impact a lot of people. There, did you? Weep it was pretty openly? cool, bro. Uh, it was it was a goosebumps moment that's for sure. Crazy. Um, and so Aww. just to be able to do that, um, literally is is a big impact, yeah. um, and doesn't happen without without our patrons. So that's awesome.
0: It's an amazing program, and the last big fundraiser you had oh my gosh oh yeah went through the roof i was like holy cow this is amazing
2: it was it was pretty phenomenal we were able i was able to go into bookstores and buy them out that's how much money we we raised um which was absolutely phenomenal we sent uh if i remember correctly i'm really bad at keeping track of numbers but uh about 10 teachers got books um, there and I still have left I have a box of books left over here uh, <laughs> that we need to send wow. to more teachers. So if you want to nominate a teacher, you can go to uh and there is a nominated teacher form. And uh, every teacher that we get, we're going to send books to. Like that is the mission. So even if it's not on, you know, whatever our next round of sending books is, you know. Don't worry about that. We will definitely get books to those fantastic teachers.
0: And no, Colin, you cannot nominate yourself.
2: <laughs> okay. He has a whopping. Trust me. He has a whopping two, two,
0: <laughs> two students. So now he thinks he qualifies as like bona fide. Teacher. All right, all right. <laughs>
1: That's not true. But I'm I dabble.
0: I, I dabble. I know. I know. I no, know. actually, he's an excellent teacher, but he's just Thanks, starting man. out with like. You know, getting recommendations from people like, oh, I heard you teach. Oh, okay. He actually got a kid into state. Yeah, dude. Oh, oh nice. yeah, that was insane. percussion for percussion, right? It was just yeah general for percussion. jazz or jazz. Uh, yeah, cool, I, was man. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I was like, I oh. mean, you're That's a good teacher. Cool, I've been telling him for ages. You're a really good teacher. If you can get through to Delaney, <laughs> oh god, which he does. I and barely, has. barely, but, but you did it. Holy god, but you did okay. it. So. Yeah
1: that's But me. Brandon, you were definitely one of my inspirations. So thanks, oh, thank you. <laughs> snaps,
0: snaps, snaps. snaps. I, I don't, I don't, I keep telling you guys, I don't waste time with mediocre kids. I only have <laughs> my fun. children are the best of the best. Division one players. Yes. Right? <laughs> um, okay. Well, if you would like to reach out to Colin and I, we are on Twitter at Unknown Rage Pod. Um, Sort of. I don't really dabble with that too much. My personal handle though is where I you usually need a am. team. <laughs> I'm up lost cause. Let's just forget it. Okay. Um, my personal handle where I am all the time is at free adjacent. We have an email, unknownreachpod at gmail.com. Colin is on Instagram at Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick. We are both on Facebook um occasionally and many 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 thanks to you brandon for joining us to talk about yes these first two bad batch episodes we've been missing you
2: yeah i know this was fun we gotta do it again soon totally so
0: fun um i'm glad you're doing well i'm glad the school year is almost over maybe this summer we will chat more
3: yes you will have more
0: time um but thank you so much for coming on again you've become the regular the regular spot guests yeah basically delaney was jealous she was like but i watched it i'm like too late brandon's already coming (laughs) on. (laughs) space sun wins you you're out he's in um so anytime you want we are available and uh to chat with you on your show you want to come back on here just shout just shout absolutely the door is always open so thank you for joining us for these first two episodes of Bad Batch. We will probably group them maybe by twos, maybe because Colin is so freaking busy all the time. Mm, a little bit, yeah. Sorry about the Lost series that seemed to come to an abrupt end.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This is it. No, they're coming back. They're com- oh, okay. It's
0: coming back. Okay, that's what he says. We'll, we'll find out.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So until next time. Hey, Colin. Hey. See you around, kid. Oh, also you. See you around, kid. Space son. on... <laughs>
1: deuces <laughs> deuces yeah peace
0: thank you for listening to unknown regions podcast the introductory theme for unknown regions podcast was composed by colin Whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra this recording and composition is the intellectual property of colin Whitlick but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs. He is the composer you're looking for. All the opinions expressed on Unknown Regents Podcasts are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of Disney or Lucasfilm. Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.